0: This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motor geekbloods, geek bloods, waste oids, dweebies, they all adore him. They
1: think he's a righteous dude. All
0: right.
1: All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday, December 1st. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy December to you. We're coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in Always Lovely, even when it's dreary Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, if you're looking for a competitive advantage in today's data-driven world, look no further than getting your master's in business analytics from the University of Louisville, which you can do in just 12 months if that sounds too good to be true. It's absolutely not. Find out how, find out why, find out how to get started by visiting business.louisville.com. Dot edu today. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the Atlantic coast and beyond. You know what's better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you on a Friday, the last football Friday of the year. I mean, we'll have some uh, during bowl season, but bowl games are all over the place. So it's the last true football Friday of the college football season and what a journey it's been for us as University of Louisville fans. One more rodeo. One more time into the fray, one more jaunt for a first conference championship coming tomorrow night. Very excited about it. we got three hours to talk about it. Keith Wynn will join us at 4.30 to discuss further. We'll do our standard Big X, Big Bets of the weekend, and our Pick'Em, the last Pick'Em segment of the year at 5.30. All that stuff and and plenty more is coming your way over the next three hours, but before we do any of it, we got to say hi to the big guy, Trevor Kelsey. How are you on this? uh, little dreary, but still sunny in our hearts Friday afternoon. This afternoon, this, The way it
0: looks out here is the way Florida State's going to feel tomorrow night. He's bringing the heat right off the bat, Oh, folks. yeah, I'm bringing—I I just can't wait. He's ready to go. I can't wait. He's raring. It's going to feel so good just, just licking up their tears like Scott Tierman. Like, Let me taste them. Taste it, Jordan Travis. Oh, you can't play. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think you're injured. I think you're scared.
1: Scott Tierman actually had his tears tasted. He did. He wasn't doing the tear-tasting. It was Carmen tasting his tea. Either way, someone's parents are going into chili and Coldplay is going <laughs> to think you're a wimp.
0: Well, it wasn't Coldplay. Who was it? It was uh, Radiohead. Radiohead, my bad.
1: Now, Sorry, R- wrong whiny little band. That's fine. <laughs> now, we had some some technical issues yesterday for everyone who was asking about where the podcast was. Direct, oh, yeah. Thanks for the, giving my email out, by the way. On that gave right? your email out. Let yeah, them know. That you, was interesting fun this morning. Direct all your complaints to trevor at uh, gmail.com. First of all, that was like this afternoon, but I always forget that, you, that afternoon is your morning. Which is yeah. fine. Uh, no podcast yesterday because of the technical difficulties we were having during the show, which continued. Are we good to go now? We are good. It is, okay. it is recording. Uh,
0: yeah, as as I, I think I let you know yesterday, I, I spoke with Glenn, who is, is, is here still. I don't know if he ever left last night or not. He was here when I left. I, I left her about a little bit after 7, because uh, I was hoping to you know, try to load the podcast in a different way, but unfortunately, it didn't, re- didn't record that way. And he was still here when I left a little bit after seven, and he's here now. I don't. I, hope, I guess he went home. I don't know.
1: Are we able to play music besides "Eye of the Tiger"? <laughs> as much as I enjoyed it yesterday, I'm not sure that I want to hear that on pregame show day. Uh, I don't. Let me. Let me see if something will. play. We need to
0: get our. Are we ready? All right. Let me see if something will play. Hold on. Let's see here. Hold on. This could be a disaster. Oh no! <laughs> 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 uh, uh let's, let's okay let's let's try this one here we go not a great start There's computer music Guess we look what the first outro song is
1: <laughs> there you go
0: all right well that's good we're good to so go we're good with music we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have archie ready we're gonna have uh the, joker and the, the, thief. Joker and the thief ready. I'm trying to remember who sings that song
1: again uh what wolf mouth wolf mother
0: yeah that's right that's right yeah uh we'll have those ready right on top of the uh five o'clock hour yeah we, awesome we're good to go. or no we don't know i was gonna say Maybe move one to Keith's interview, but we don't want we don't we don't we don't screw with stuff.
1: No, we don't. No, although we did lose last week, so maybe we, we should tinker with stuff. <laughs> Slight <laughs> changes are fine, not huge change. Maybe something small, a little bit of something, just a little bit. How was your Thursday night, my man?
0: Uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Didn't uh, didn't really accomplish a whole lot. Like I said I got home. Uh, about 7.30-ish, just kind of flipped through the teeth. Didn't t-
1: really accomplish a whole lot. As
0: opposed to the other nights when, when you're putting together model cars or whatever you're doing. Well, first of all, I haven't put together model cars since I enjoyed snipping glue. <laughs> did a little, did some, some
1: home <laughs> improvements. I don't know. You yeah, yeah. repaired some windows. <laughs> well, worked on my taxes ahead of time. <laughs> such an unusual thing. Sorry it was such an unproductive night for you. Uh, I, I
0: rewatched some of the Bills and uh, Eagles game from this last weekend on NFL Network. Nice. Uh, watched a little bit of the Cowboys game, and then, uh, by the way, if you ha- if you didn't take my advice, and when I was being very honest yesterday, if you faded Mike Dallas minus nine, you covered.
1: I did not, and uh, I did not. <laughs> uh, I don't know the basketball game. I forgot to check the basketball score. Uh, uh, Creighton, you, you bet Oklahoma State to cover. They did not. Uh, so, Creighton, Creighton won by 14. Again,
0: fade TK on weekday. Hey, that rhymes. That yeah.
1: could be a t-shirt.
0: Uh, <laughs> can we get a sponsor to fade me? Can we get like a barbershop place? Like fade TK weekdays. We thought we'll get like a barbershop downtown. Like you thought we did some good fades. Not till we met TK. <laughs> <laughs> this he's putting down the fade. It's like open <laughs> Monday through Friday only. Yeah, we're closed on the weekends. I do well okay. I do okay. I mean, I'm not, you know, rolling in dough on the weekends. You're good on the weekends. I you. do solid, yeah. But weekday, man, it's just like man, it's like don't work weeks aren't my aren't my thing. Never yeah. have been really. Uh, I did finish Shameless Season 1 last night. That was quick. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's probably about all I did. Watched that on the phone while I did some, you know, watched some sports on the TV and fell asleep. There you go. Pretty, pretty eventful night.
1: Fantastic Thursday. Yes. Kelsey Manor. <laughs> it was a-rockin', let me tell rolling you. Rolling into the weekend, per usual. Did some did some Jason's Deli for dinner. Hey, no, no, didn't go back to Soupy's? No. After they turned the lights off on you? <laughs> They are they are getting a little bit of they're, they're getting
0: they're they're on probation right now, oh yeah, yeah that's right I forgot you ban, yeah. you banned them from yourself not not a permanent ban I'm not like that no but they are on suspension they, they are on, they are on a two week suspension okay well <laughs> I hope I don't cost them on their job I mean you legit cost them soupies like three hundred dollars worth of business you're not lying I'll tell you that because I used to get two medium soups and a drink it's seventeen seventy something because I always think like the year I'm like hey seventeen seventy something and so I mean that's yeah that's that's a hundred bucks a week, because hmm. I always give them a twenty and I tell them to keep the tip. I keep the change because they have a little tip jar. Because I try to be nice, you know. Unlike those who just like let me sit there for thirty minutes and turn the lights off on me and pretend I'm not there. <laughs> if I wanted that kind of crap, I'd call my high school girlfriend back. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: you know, because I'd go to her house and be like, you knock on the door and she's like, "She's not here. She's washing her hair." We've got lots to get to today. Most of it will center around tomorrow's conference championship game, and I guess we can just start with what is a little bit of breaking news. So there's been all these, all week long, there have been kind of whispers that Tate Rodemaker, the the, the quarterback who's the backup, who started the regular season finale for Florida State against Florida last week, who played against us last year and led FSU to come from behind victory against us, there was all these sorts of of reports that he is not going to play this weekend. Scared. He suffered a uh, he took a late hit to the head Scared. in the fourth quarter of the Florida game and didn't he came out temporarily and then came back in and there've been all these rumors that it ended up being a concussion he went through the process and he hasn't been practicing this week and so the backup uh, Brock Glenn who's a freshman would be the guy who would play against Louisville now FSU the the insiders if you go to their boards like all the guys who run their their various 24-7 sites and the, the rival sites and the Bud Elliott's of the world, they've all said, they've all been adamant that rodemaker has been practicing this week. So they expect him to go. But ESPN is now out with a report saying Tate Rodemaker will be a game-time decision, according to the school. So no word on whether or not the practice reports are accurate. No word on whether or not the rumors of him not practicing are accurate. Uh, all we know is that it's not a foregone conclusion that he's going to play this game. It's also not fully known that he's he's not going to play this game. So they're being coy, playing mom. We'll find out tomorrow whether or not Tate Rodemaker will be able to play in this game. But regardless, see, not having Jordan Travis clearly changes the, the dynamic here. The betting line has continually dropped towards Louisville. It's now, at least when I checked a couple hours ago, a one-and-a-half point spread. FSU is favored by just one-and-a-half after opening it minus six-and-a-half. It was a minus nine-and-a-half spread before Jordan Travis got hurt a week-and-a-half ago. So, look, still a fighting chance for the Cards. People people are, are, are not not backing down. People are not just giving this game to FSU. They shouldn't they shouldn't. we're going to win.
0: I think that. I mean, they really think they're going to come in. They, they better hope the other dude starts because there's no damn way we're losing to a dude named Brock. We've got the cornerstone on the Brock market. We got two Brocks. And I, and, I, and I look, two at, Brocks at,
1: is better than one Brock. And
0: by, and by the way, I, I'm looking at this kid's page on Florida State. Did this dude ever look like he should be like a, a quarterback at Georgia? That there ever, there never was one. Really?
1: Oh, I mean, he is SEC through and through. He's only throwing three passes this year. He's oh, from I, I, see the, I see the hair now.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, he's a see little wispy mustache too? He's from Covington, Kentucky. Uh, Tennessee. Oh, I was gonna say. I was like, I, how did we not know this? No. There's just probably thirty Covingtons. Every
1: state has. Well, yeah, look. but you said it like as you said, you just said oh. Covington, which led me would lead one to believe when you're living in Kentucky that you're referencing the one that we live close to. But apparently not. <laughs> uh, he he did commit to Ohio State back in the day. Ended up flipping the, the commitment to to Florida State. Um, he was heavily recruited coming out of high school, four-star yeah, kid. He's,
0: he's, he's a prospect.
1: Have not seen enough of him to really know whether or not he can get the job done. We've seen Tate Rodemaker, though. We know that he can He can beat us because he did it last year. Yeah. So I think to kind of start today's conversation, we all were – let's not – I started Monday's show by saying this. I'll repeat it. Like, There's no point in, in trying to hide it. Last week's loss to Kentucky hurt. And I think that Louisville fans have been – we've been trying to turn the page since – really since like Saturday night, but it has stuck with a lot of people. I, I knew a lot of people that were – I was talking about this with somebody yesterday. A lot of people that had planned to go to Charlotte for the game canceled those plans uh, when we lost on Saturday. We had people telling the text line saying that they had done the same. I think it was hard for a lot of people to just get past this. The thing of the Kentucky loss is always going to be there, but last night and then today – Has been the first time where it's really, really set in, like just how exciting this is going to be tomorrow. And and maybe it's my experience is unique. I grew up, so I hated, I always have hated, and and I still do hate college football's postseason setup. As somebody who just like, I demand conclusion. I hate movies with open ended endings. I hate the sort of choose your own, like it's open to interpretation type deal. I need closure. I need finality. I need a winner and I need a loser. I've always been like this. I used to keep scores at YMCA games when nobody else would do it, or I'd make my dad keep score. Like I needed to know who won and who lost. And this whole co- growing up with a college football system where for a long time we didn't even have a conclusion that was number one versus number two. And then for a time after that, we had number one versus number two when there was no real clarity of who number one versus number two was. Like I just, I despised the system and I wanted it blown up. And for that reason, I loved, I've always loved conference championship weekend because it presented the opportunity for the last chance in a lot of years for ultimate chaos. And my dream was always have so much chaos that everyone realizes how ridiculous this is, and eventually we go to a, a playoff system. And now we're, we're finally getting there, which is beautiful. But I always just, you know, I would get so excited for, hey, an undefeated Texas team potentially losing in the Big 12 title game, or, hey, Alabama getting upset potentially in the SEC title game and everything that it could bring. And I, I just i have always adored this weekend because it was the last glimpse of chaos. And even when we were back in the Conference USA days, watching these games – Seeing them have their own spotlight, you know, a hundred of the teams in FBS were not playing. It was just all eyes on these four, five, six, and now it's eight or nine games, and it made me wish that Conference USA had a championship game in the '90s and the early 2000s, and then it made me wish that the Big East had a championship game, and now to be here in almost a decade into our tenure in the ACC. And to finally have this opportunity, and to not just have it in a whatever throwaway, oh yeah, that game's also being played this weekend, but one of these spotlight games of what has the potential to be one of the most chaotic final weekends before the postseason is incredible. We're going to play an undefeated Florida State team that very much, I think, believes it is in a win-and-get-in situation when it comes to the playoff, leaving in a a 13-0 power conference team, especially one with with the brand as big as FSU's out of the playoff for a couple at least one one lost team would be unprecedented I think, I think the Florida State feels like they're playing for a spot in the playoff although nothing is guaranteed they're certainly playing for a perfect 13-0 season to have the opportunity to ruin that and in turn punch our own ticket to the Orange Bowl and win our first conference championship in this league is something that it's I think now just setting in for the first time how big of a day this is going to be! Like, like how excited I am to get up, watch all the games throughout the rest of the day, see the the potential chaos unfold, and then know that we're the spotlight game at eight o'clock. I know Michigan and Iowa will also be playing, but unless Michigan's getting pushed by the Hawkeyes, which does not seem very likely, people are going. To, the entire country is going to be watching because we represent. Our game represents the final piece of the playoff puzzle. Everyone, you know, if Texas wins earlier in the day, they're going to be our biggest fans. If Bama upsets Georgia. You know, They and Georgia are going to be our, our biggest fans. Whoever loses the Pac-12 title game tonight is going to be rooting hard for us. So, to to know that this is about to happen, like, I'm... Connecticut lost socks. It's always going to suck. It's always going to kind of be there. But I'm fully ready to flip the script and, and turn the page and realize just how big of a deal this would be. Let's win a damn conference championship, TK, and let's upset... One of the biggest names in the sport in the process. Welcome aboard. I've been here since about Tuesday morning. You act like you have, but you haven't.
0: Really. Um, listen, of course I hate losing the UK,
1: but I'm not. There's
0: nothing I can do about that. Now I'm, that's something I got to worry about in about another 360 something days. Right now, I'm focused on beating someone else who's I just don't like, and that's Florida State. You know, the the the, the robberies don't end just because we lost. Just we we fell we fell short
1: to the UK. What do you dislike the most about FSU? Get going here, because you you really don't like Florida State. What is what about the Seminoles in particular makes them just near the top of the TK hate list? Honestly, and I've brought this up before, I still
0: am pissed about that Metro Champion Championship game, Metro Conference Championship game. That was one of my favorite runs when when that Louisville team uh, ninety, it was ninety two. I want to say ninety two, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, I'm, you bring I'm, it up a lot. I do because it, it was it was it was FSU's final Metro year. Louisville had a losing record. Denny had never missed the tournament. Well, I guess he had missed eighty seven, but hadn't had a lose. What to me, it had missed the tournament because I really don't remember 87 as well. And, you know, we we knock off Southern Miss and Clarence Weatherspoon in the first round. We, I can't remember who we beat
1: next after that, but then we got Florida State. It was 91, by the way. Was it 91? Okay, thank you. We beat uh, Southern Miss and then Memphis State and then Memphis lost State. to MSU. I,
0: I should not know it was Memphis State because they had Elliott Perry still. Um, And then we lost to FSU and we got beat by 20, I think, didn't we? We got beat by seven. We were down big at one point. We made 76 made seventy six sixty nine. Okay. And I'm still just a little mad about that. Little, young Trevor was just like, you know, yeah. And I, I don't know, something about, you know, the Free Shoes University. And I, I, like I said, I kind of liked, I, I liked Tommy Frazier in Nebraska a little bit as a kid. You hated Jimbo. And I I, I don't like Jimbo. I didn't. I really didn't like Tommy I didn't, Bowden. I, I didn't mean, like Bobby Bowden. I didn't like Bobby Bowden except for the scene in We Are Marshall. He was cool in that, uh, you know, with the whole helmet and letting him have lunch and looking at the game film of the beer. You know, short of that, I just, I've never really liked, I wouldn't buy Bowden. I don't like my, I don't like peanuts and and orange soda. You know, I don't, I don't like them. I just, I just, if you've ever been to Tallahassee, it's like a dump. I mean, it's just, it's just like the armpit of Florida, literally, where if you look at Florida, (laughs) it looks looks like it's in the armpit. Um,
1: And it's just, I don't want to go, yeah, screw them. You also don't recognize garnet as a real color. It's maroon and gold. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that's another thing. They lie. They make up these, make up these fake colors. They're like, oh, <laughs> look at us. We're so proud. We're in Tallahassee. We're too <laughs> We're too good north for Miami, Orlando, and, and, and all the other cities in Tampa. You know, the ones that have major markets. No, we're too good. We're close. It's not even Florida. It's more southern Alabama. I mean, and they make up colors. There is a. I tell you, one time I went to Tallahassee. It was like it was like it was like late. I was on my way from New Orleans to Orlando. Okay, and I'm going through near Tallahassee, and I swear this is. I feel like keep in mind at the time it's the middle of the night. I'm probably my mind is set in a different kind of condition at this point, and but I feel like I'm driving through like a scene from Wild Things, like without the you know the cool lesbian sex, and it's like really creepy. But I had to stop and get gas, and this place is like like something out of like a bad movie. Like it's got the, You can't use credit card at the pump. It's one of those old pumps. And I just remember going in, and it's just like this old guy's working there, and he's at the counter, and he's just cutting up oranges like with a big knife. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was like, okay, this is a good way to die. <laughs> and, like, there's oranges, every, like, there's just like, like rows of oranges for sale here. I mean, this is a big stereotype place in Florida. And I just remember I have, like, you know, $10 or whatever it was on my pump, and he's just, like, cuts a slice of orange hands me he's like, Try this, young fella. I'm like. I, I would have said no. I no. Hell no. I didn't say no. I said, okay. The guy's holding a machete cutting an orange. I'm like, <laughs> like, sure. Would you like anything else? Been over. I mean, you name it, sir. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so he gave me the orange. I tried it. It was, it was actually good. He's like, he's like, they're only so-and-so. I'm like, give me four of them. So I did buy oranges. I never ate them. I just, just threw them in the car. I'm, well, I'm not going to tell them no. I mean, the dude could have been like we Buy scuba gear. I'd have bought it at the time. So, that, that that is actually, hand up, my only really story of ever being in Tallahassee.
1: I, mean, I, I don't know how to react to that. I was expecting a little, a little bit more of a hard left turn at some point. It just sounds like you bought oranges from a rando. Oh, no, the rando
0: creepo. I mean, this dude looked like he could have been like the extra for, like, you know, Chainsaw Massacre kind of guy.
1: I, I will say, like, listening to— You look like Chris Elliott <laughs>
0: in Scary Movie with with two good
1: okay. hands. <laughs> I, I've been doing the thing where I've, I listen to a bunch of FSU podcasts and I read a bunch of their sites. I'm always—I guess I just forget this because we've played them every single year since we joined the conference. And, of course, we had some history going back before we, we were mates in the ACC. Mates. <laughs> I, I'm always blown away by just how cocky they are. Oh, yeah and i guess it's a deserved cockiness It's not it's an earned cockiness because for the bulk of my life they've been one of i mean for a period they were the brand in college football so um,
0: much so that you and me both can name the exact time they lost their first
1: ever acc game yeah nc state no uh, virginia virginia come on you can make me look bad there dude? i know well you've asked the question before and that's the, i do remember that it was yeah. the it was the first time i ever lost a conference or done get caught the one yard line thursday night game yep. um but they have had periods, you know, especially since we've been in the same conference together, where after those first two years, we've kind of been on sort of a level playing field. We've we've had a good series back and forth. We've won a few. Uh, there have been a few that we've let go. And, and still, when you hear them talk, it's as if they're still in, in their heyday in... You know, nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety eight, where they are the program in college football, and it's just you know, it's it's a whole lot of the same things that we hear with Clemson fans, where it's like, oh, you 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 y'all got a nice little program, you hear, and just they kind of go into that whole spiel, like like tell me what Louisville does well, and then like we'll you know we'll we'll cover our ears and not really listen to it, or even when they're even when they're talking about a specific game, and they're saying like like this one most FSU fans are. Printing a close Florida State win. like They recognize Louisville is a good team. They recognize that they don't have their quarterback, and it's going to change things. And they're like, I think FSU is going to win 27-21. But there's still, when they talk about the programs, there's just this whole inflection in, in their voice that is just dismissive. And it reminds me of, long, and long-time Ramsey and Rutherford fans will remember this. It was a big deal back in the day. Before we played them in the, in the 2016 game, the Lamar game, if you want to call it that, we had Gene Decker, off their play-by-play guy, on. And he was, like, you know, most play-by-play guys are, they're very by the book. They're not going to say bad stuff about their team because they are, for the most part, university employees. Mm-hmm. But they're not, like... Good guests are easy to have. Yeah, they're usually great guests, but they're not, like, putting down the other team. No, no. no. And Deckerhoff was just, like... This is the greatest offensive line that I've ever seen. Good luck to Louisville. Like, like,
0: w- <laughs> wasn't that the horrible line they had to quarterback? Yes. Like, they that.
1: ended up not. It ended up being like everything that he said. This interview. This was before they lost a game. But like, he was just like, it's the. He was just like, you know, I, I don't see much hope for the Cardinals being able to do anything effectively on the ground against this defensive front. And then like he like, kind of hung up on us at the end. He's like, I got to get ready for this Buccaneers game. And like, just like <sighs> let us go. And like it was, you know, he he sounds already a little bit like the ah say, say Like he kind of does that thing. <laughs> and and somebody ended up t- making a video of all of his quotes and then putting it over the highlights of the game where we you know scored 63 points. Yeah. But it was just like like that attitude I feel like is prevalent when it comes to FSU and that's the only reason cuz you know we have no real lengthy history of animosity. I mean they were on the receiving end of our one of our biggest early wins of all time in 02. So if anything we should be thankful for Florida State, but that attitude is kind of the one thing where I'm like yeah I wouldn't hate ruining these guys' season. I wouldn't hate sending these guys home. I've got no. I'm not gonna carry the banner for the ACC. I don't give a bleep if these guys are have their hearts crushed because they lose to us. I I, I look forward to it. I love it. I want to win this game even more because of their just brazen, annoying, cocky attitude. Oh, I want to throw oranges at them as they leave the stadium. Well, you get, you have a personal story. Clearly, <laughs> I don't know what happened with those oranges, but. It sounds like a very personal thing. Or anything else happened to that Nothing else happened! <laughs> I don't want to know. I didn't ask for more details. We were invited. Tea was served. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some specifics about tomorrow night's game. We'll also uh, hit a couple of other Cardinal headlines. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some texts from you guys starting uh, maybe at the bottom of next hour. If not, we'll definitely get to him in the 4 o'clock hour. Ronnie Keith Wynn coming on at 430 30. Standard Friday shenanigans at 5.30. Keep it locked right here. The Rutherford Show continues next on
2: 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Rock. We'll do the tail out rock.
1: Little Joe blowing on the slide trombone. The drum and crash, boom, bang. The whole rhythm section was a purple.
0: Sugar to kiss Sugar to kiss I need you I need you I need you Go back there I hate F-S-U I, F-S-U. I hate F-S-U, F-S-U. Well, my soul's
1: Who said you didn't have any rhythm, folks?
0: Some day of I mean, your life gonna beat you in ACK Alright, that's it a- that's
1: put <laughs> while well, you're come While we're dancing, too. I'm
0: getting into it. We really do, do need the YouTube cameras next week. It's
1: so, the Friday they're coming. <laughs> Friday Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450-961 The Big X. Uh, if you are in Charlotte already or you're headed to Charlotte, let us know. Hit us up on the text line, 502-414-1450. A couple people have sent me pictures. I, I had a couple friends who were touring the stadium today. It looks like it's going to be... I mean, there was some hope that maybe the rain was going to miss the area or at least would be not there for game time tomorrow. Uh, It looks like that's not going to happen. There's like an 85% chance of rain the entire day. And, of course, you've got five power conferences in college football. Four of them play in domed buildings because you want to, you know, of course, fully showcase your, your, your best teams. You don't want the elements to play a factor in this. The ACC is the only conference that does not do this. And the ACC deserves... To be the only conference that deals with you know, 60 degrees, potentially lower tomorrow. I like think the high is 62 and rain, maybe a little sleet mixed in there. It's going to be a nasty game. The elements are going to play a factor tomorrow. And unfortunately, if you're going down there, you probably need to get a poncho. Figure out what your game plan is because it's going to be it's going to be a wet one. Are you ready for Trevor Kelsey, a stat that's going to make you feel better about tomorrow? If you weren't, I know you're already feeling good. Are you ready to feel even better? Make me feel good.
0: Made me feel good, made Jeff. Made me feel good, Jeff.
1: The way that you said it, though, just made it. Made so, me feel good. I, I feel I want to quit the show right now. I want to feel good. It made my skin crawl a little bit the way that you said Come it. Come
0: Mike. I want to okay, don't Okay, don't,
1: don't, don't mention my name. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> say my name. Now it's even worse. So Jeff Brown was a head coach. Has been an underdog 11 times in games immediately following a loss. Okay, because last time we
0: gave us stats that we didn't like this coming off the big win stats, but uh, this one sounds like I like it. I
1: literally just told you that this is going to make you feel better. I know, that's why I'm liking it. Uh... 11 times he's been a head coach in a game where he's been an underdog the week after a loss. All 11 times in those games, his teams have covered the spread. Eight times in those 11 games, his team has won straight up. Well, the spread's only one and a half, so I mean, if they cover the spread, they're basically winning the game. You would think, yeah, unless they kick a
0: field goal at the end or something. Like
1: unless they lose by one, yeah, that's got to make you feel a little bit better. Trust in Brom TIB Tibbet. <laughs> Tibbet Tibbet Tibbet
0: Tibbet up. Uh, I mean, I I I was already trusting in Brom. Now you're just you're just adding, you know, whipped cream to my Sunday that is to love that it, for for Brom. It's a good stat. It is a good stat. So. Eleven times he's coming off a loss, he's been an underdog, and eight of them he's
1: come back, he's he's pulled out the victory. He's won, and all eleven of them he's covered the spread. Okay, it's gonna make you feel good. I think that looking at this game a little bit, I feel like it's we're gonna kind of say the same things that we said last week about about Kentucky. I think it might even be more simple than Kentucky because I watched most of Florida State, Florida, and FSU. They've had a good run game this entire season, uh, you know. This is the number one offense in the entire conference. They've been very, very good running the ball. I know they were they were a more well-rounded offense when Jordan Travis was healthy. That's it goes with that saying. But they've been a, a really good rush offense, regardless. They they could not establish the run against Florida. They did a little bit late in the game, but when Florida was able to take away their ability to gain three, four yards on first down, four or five yards on second down. Tate Rodemaker couldn't carry the team himself. He couldn't do what Jordan Travis was able to do. Like, Florida State has been a bad team when it comes to getting into third and manageables. They've had a ton of third and longs this year. I think there was there have been a lot of games where their average third down distance has been above eight yards, which is not good at all. But Jordan Travis, his dual threat ability, has allowed them to convert on a ton of those third downs. So their third down numbers aren't that bad despite being further back than they should be at that distance. Rodemaker did not have that same ability. Like, they were not good on third down against Florida. Um, he couldn't hit on a ton of deep throws. He couldn't utilize the the, the weapons that they have in Keon Coleman and, and Johnny Wilson. I I think that this game comes down to this is elementary analysis, but I think it's legit here. If we whoever runs the ball best is going to win this game.
0: Well, that's that means our linebackers need to make good angles on on the tackles.
1: The linebackers have been the they, they killed us in the run last year. Was the now Benson
0: it wasn't Benson that killed us last year? It was the the kid that transferred right? Was it? I just remember Johnny Wilson catching, like, 65 passes. <laughs> I remember. I know the running back had, like, the 60. Remember, they had the running back that destroyed us. On between, they scored like,
1: 45 points. I think yeah, they had a number of guys that that destroyed us. Uh, yeah.
0: Benson had 70 yards last shot. Or 35 kids. points. Benson had kid per 70, and Trayshawn Ward, who's at, at Kansas State now. That's who you're thinking of. 10 okay. for 126. That's that's not good. No. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those are the two big plays I remember that stuck out to me most were the big runs
1: because yeah, Travis they didn't kill us through the air. It was just a bunch of big plays to Johnny Wilson, who had seven catches for 149 yards yeah. and two touchdowns. My lasting memory of that game is when when Travis gets hurt, and Travis was yeah, he had some bad games against us after transferring to Forest State. And he was good last year, but he did throw a bad pick. When he got hurt, Rodamaker comes in and looks just god awful. Like if you, I don't know if you how much you remember about this game. I think we've all repressed some of the Satterfield memories. A little bit. Like I said, I remember the big runs kind of and the tall
0: guy. Yeah, but <laughs> like, like
1: Rodamaker comes in and he's just like he throws an awful pick right before the end of the second half, and we're like, all right, we're up twenty-one fourteen. We're gonna roll this team in the second half. And then he comes out, they have a very limited game plan, they're running some screens. Like you said, that they're they're feeding Ward, they're feeding, feeding Benson, they're just trying to establish a run game. We have a couple of, of of bad miscues. Malik fumbles. Jawar fumbles. Malik throws a pick, and then they hit on a couple of big plays where Rodemaker just kind of throws it up to Johnny Wilson, and he makes. Unfortunately, the the FSU transfer Jarvis Brownlee uh, look look kind of bad, and that was a product of him just being bigger than everybody else. And that was that game maybe more than any other game besides the Boston College game a year ago was it felt like a Scott Satterfield special where it's we dominated every statistical category we outrushed them last year 252 to 189 we threw for almost exactly the same amount of yards as they did big plays were about the same but our turnovers and inability to limit explosive plays wound up getting us beat in a game where it felt like we had no business losing I think that you look at this year's game. We had eleven penalties in a game. That also didn't help. That was that. That was another Scotty 81 yards. It's a lot of five yard penalties. I'd forgotten how bad the penalties were. I do. Yeah. I do remember ranting about that. That that was a game that made everybody very mad. It was a Friday night game. We were excited about it. We thought you know, it was early in the season. I think it was the third week. And then yep. bam, just uh, you know, it was a Satterfield special. But this year's game, bad I, song. It, it's going to come down to, I think. We feel good in our running ability. They feel good in their running ability. Both teams are a little bit iffy in their passing game. We actually may have more confidence in our passing game than they do, but the elements may limit our ability to take advantage of that. We have rushed for this season. There have been three games this year where we've rushed for fewer than four yards per carry. Kentucky, Pitt, NC State. Your two losses and the game where you scored 13 points. It's not... Again, you don't have to be a football expert to realize when Louisville's running the ball effectively, when Jawar Jordan is is playing at his full capability or Isaac Grendo stepping up and doing his Jawar Jordan impression, like the offense looks damn good and we put up good points. When it has stalled this year, we've struggled. And I know that, you know, we scored thirty one points against UK. We scored, you know, the offense moved the ball effectively against Pitt and just couldn't capitalize. But it's the the stupid stuff. And when you can't rely on your running backs to get those big chunks or when Louisville's gotten into trouble, the big turnovers at big times have killed us all season long. Three against UK, three against Pitt, one in the end zone against NC State that almost tanked that game. Thankfully, they gave it back. Like I think it's really simple. Run the ball better than they run the ball, have fewer turnovers than they have, we win the game. Simple as that. And you're right, the linebackers are going to have to be a lot better than they've been the last couple of weeks. Yes, key for you. What are you looking at? What does Louisville need to do to win this game? Besides score more points.
0: Because <laughs> <the world. laughs> Coach Brown famously say, "Have at least one more point than the other team." Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I just, it's. It, I mean, do you want an honest answer without it sounding generic? Sure. You, you, I mean, whatever you think. I mean, it's it's going to be generic, but it's, it's it's simple as this, and that's when the. I mean, win the turnover battle. Yeah. Not, not to sound like I'm lying about meeting a coach at halftime. But it's true. Answer, it's true. Yeah, I mean, look at the games that, I mean, and I know they are few and far between, but the games that we have lost this year, the the, the two they are, I mean, the turnovers are the reason why we lost that game. I mean, Ducky can say they, they took it from us, and, and in a way they did, but didn't help they took for what we gave them, which was, you know, two free possessions when we already had a 10-point lead. And, you know, Pitts is in the same, you know, manner. You know, you turn the ball over, you put yourself, you know, in a chance to tie a game and you turn it over. And then you, you're you trying to – you have to force it and you turn it over. Next thing you know, you're down 17. Mm-hmm. I mean, turnovers and third – honestly, third down third, – getting yourself in third and short. Finding yourself not in third and long. Yeah. First down, runs, whether it be a run, whatever you do, you got to get it to third and short. You can't – this – when Louisville's at third and five and longer – I, I don't. I. I mean, I, I'm. I'm. I'm going to be optimistic, but I'm not confident, and it's. That's what Louisville does not need to be in. And if you're doing that, and especially not getting, you know, at least a couple first downs in each drive, you're losing the field goal field position.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could have some trouble. We. We. It could be a long day. I think on the other side too, Louisville getting off the field on third downs. I, I've mentioned FSU's propensity for having like third and eight, third and nine, even when Travis was running the show. If you can do that if we are really good at stopping the run, because I don't think FSU is going to come out with a whole bag of tricks. I think they're going to try. They may, they'll they probably do some some misdirection. They'll do a little bit of end-around stuff because that's been effective against us so far this season. But their bread and butter is going to be the standard traditional run game. If we can get them in third and eight and third and nine, we've been really good in those situations so far this year. Uh, our, our defense is still, even after the last couple of weeks, allowing opponents to convert on just 29.6% of their third downs. If we can get off the field... And keep field position. That was the other thing about the game on on Saturday against UK is even when we did force punts, it was after they'd gotten a couple of first downs. Like it, we we just we we didn't get off the field as much as well as we typically do. Whether it was the Jalen Alderman missed tackle or you know uh, we dropped five in, into, into zone coverage and let Devin Leary sit back there all day long and throw a thirteen yard strike on third and eleven. Like we just we never flipped the field. It, it seems like we were fighting a a you know, our best offense was long, sustained 85-yard drives, which is great, but you would have like to have had a short field a couple more times. And the thing about that in this day and age is because of these new clock rules, I know it's been talked about ad nauseum this season, every game has so many fewer possessions than we're used to, with the clock not stopping yeah. like it used to until we get to two minutes at the end of both halves. You just you don't have that many possessions, especially when you're a run first team, which is what we are, and which is the way that FSU is going to play on Saturday night. You I mean it, it, it's the same as the UK game? Those mistakes become that much bigger. And the other key is when FSU does screw up. Let, let's say take Rodemaker does, you know, make a couple of the, of the mistakes that he made against us last year. Make a couple of the mistakes that he looked like he was going to make against Florida on Saturday. You got to take advantage. Like I know that everyone likes to. Oh, that's why they play defense. Catch the ball. Like if you have an interception, we need guys to come down with those picks. We need those turnovers because again, it's going to be a small possession game. Penalties matter. Turnovers matter. Special teams matter. I think these teams are going to be evenly matched on offense. I think they're both going to try to do a lot of the same stuff. I I do wonder if Jeff Brom's going to dip into that bag of tricks because, uh, you know, winning a conference championship, beating FSU is a big deal. This is a a big game Brom situation and. The standard stuff hasn't been working quite as well the last couple of weeks as it was in the middle part of the season. Jawar's been dinged up. I think Isaac's getting a little bit run down. Also, people are kind of figuring out what you're doing. When you've got 10 games of tape, it's a lot easier to scout than it is when you've got two or three games of tape. And Florida State will be ready for the things that we do best. They've got athletes all over the field. You're going to need to keep them off balance a little bit, and and do so in a way that doesn't force guys like Jack Plummer to do more than they're capable of doing. So,
0: you I need, you need to do to them not to interrupt you, but you need to do to them what I say. We don't need to do to us, and that's get them in third, get them in, yeah. in second and long, third and long. Get that you know, I, 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 turnovers would be nice. I'm not looking to get turn. You know, I'd like to get a nice interception or a fumble recovery, but honestly, if if you can win win the downs on that first down and second down and keep that field position. I trust this defense enough to, yeah. I mean, of course, I'm sure it's not going to be shut out. and They'll get a big play here and there, but so will we. And I, I, if we can win the down third down com- uh, conversions, I feel like we're going to win this
1: game. I mean, I don't think that's really groundbreaking to say, though. No, I, I think the, I think it's a it's a real simple analysis. It doesn't mean that it's not true analysis. Like I said earlier, I, I think if we win the run game and we win, and if I'm wrong, I'll come in on Monday and say I was totally wrong. But if we win the 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 running battle, and if we win the turnover battle, I don't think there's any way we lose this game. Conversely, if we lose both those things, I don't think there's any way we win this game. Um, I, I know that we did that. We lost the turnover battle against Miami. They outgained us against Miami, and we just happened to you know, m- make a few more big plays than they did when the game was on the line. I don't think that that's going to be the case in this one. I think these two teams are are, are too evenly matched. They, they clearly had an advantage over us when Travis was healthy, but I think now with them being down to their backup, maybe third-string quarterback... It does change things. It does change what they want to do offensively, and I mean we're gonna to have to find a way to to beat them up front a little bit. And it's been done. You've seen teams that have run the ball at times effectively on FSU. It's rarely been done consistently, and that's gonna be the challenge for Jeff Brom and company is find enough ways to keep them off balance to where. Jawar can gash them a little bit, where, where we can pick up seven yards on first down, where we can get ourselves into second and third and manageable, which is where Jack Plummer is, is really comfortable. Because you're right, if they get us to third and 11, and they can bring a ton of pressure, one, our receivers haven't been getting a lot of separation in recent weeks, and two, Plummer does not, I think, have the confidence to make a lot of the throws that he needs to make on those types of downs. You've just seen that. Like, and that's the, that's the rub when, when you've hammered into his head. Hey man, just don't screw up. Make the simple throw, make the simple throw, make the simple throw. Don't take a lot of chances because your screw ups are kind of killing us. Well, when you need him to take some chances to to move the ball and keep drives alive, he's probably gonna be a little bit hesitant. And I think we've definitely seen that in the second half of this season. But this could be I mean, I don't know if you go to Jack and you just say, Hey man, we've got nothing to lose here. We're probably going to the Orange Bowl regardless. Let's let it rip. Like don't be afraid to to make mistakes in this game or if you just tell him the same thing you've been telling him for the last six weeks. But I'm very curious to see how Jack Plummer plays in this game. He's not been good away from home. Uh, This is a neutral site. He's playing in an NFL stadium for like the 65th time, it feels like, this year. Uh, We'll see. But again, the elements are going to play a huge factor in this as well. I think it's going to limit some of the stuff that Jeff wants to do, and he'll have to adjust accordingly. It's going to be gross. It's going to be a gross game. But comes with territory. I really want to win. The, the more that i really? talk, the, Do mo- you? the more that i talk about it, the more that it's setting in like i you know going to the orange bowl is going to be cool regardless if it happens but i would really, really began, like to, win we a began to talk i
0: mean what what are the options if the orange bowl
1: is is not reached it's that Gator Bowl. opponent uh, i think it would be an, still be an sec team okay you want me to look up like who is no. In- you don't have to look it up. I wouldn't mind. I mean, it'd be nice
0: consolation to beat an SEC team in another bowl. if, if worst case scenario, that way, listen to Kentucky keep running their
1: mouth. Well, Kentucky's going to play an ACC team. Like they're locked into the Duke's Mayo Bowl. It sounds like where they're either going to play VT or Duke. So they'll they will play a team that we beat in the ACC. Which look, oh, it, I'd love for them to lose one of those teams. It's not going to it, cha- it, it, it won't change yeah, everything if they if they lose. But it would be like it, it would be nice. Let's just be real. It, that that would be that'd be fun. I would enjoy it. Uh, currently, the Gator Bowl, the, the projections for um, the athletic is UNC versus Tennessee. So the Gator Bowl can take any SEC team that is slotted third through eighth in their conference. The Gator Bowl takes the ACC team that's slotted third through fifth.
0: Well, wouldn't in Kentucky not near third as well? What? Where's Kentucky ranked in the A- A- SEC?
1: Well, they went three and five, so not third. Oh.
0: <laughs> They're down there. They conveniently just gave me a chance to ask you to, to remind to, to say that. with I can bye-bye. I can never tell if you're serious or just setting up a joke. <laughs> sometimes I don't know either, and it just works <laughs> out perfectly. I just start talking. I just say things that come out of my head, and it, sometimes it works out. Sometimes I end up arrested. Who knows? The oh, uh, in for- well SEC East, I guess they're in fourth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should known that. Aren't they? Don't aren't they like permanently like like living there? That's have they it. ever got? I mean. They're always in
1: fourth, right? Yeah, Fourth or fifth. That it seems to be. Yeah. Uh, the I'm looking at the ESPN Bowl projections now. They've got in the Gator Bowl, uh, they, both of them have Tennessee. T- look, it Tennessee. would be a huge downer after we've all sort of wrapped our minds around the idea of going to the Orange Bowl and probably playing Ohio State or you know, playing Alabama or whoever gets left out of the playoff. <laughs> but we know what Brom could do to Tennessee. But Tennessee would be a nice <laughs> little like, th- 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 That wouldn't be a terrible game either. That would be just a day earlier, Friday, December 29th, um, you know, it, it, Jacksonville, kind of same sort of area down there in Florida. You still get a warm weather weekend if you want to make that trip. Maybe celebrate the New Year's there. So, it, it wouldn't be awful, but let's just focus yeah, on winning. Steps above
0: Tallahassee. Let's maybe.
1: just win tomorrow. Lock yeah. up the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Go beat Ohio State. Make yes. them cry about it. Oh, oh, let's yes. make that happen. All right, we've got about uh, – I I, I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing ahead.
0: revenge on Ohio State. They got me in trouble in fourth grade for their Buckeye leaf being on my shirt.
1: Oh, that's right. They thought it was weed.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were like, "You need to take this shirt." I was like, "It's a." I, the sad thing was, that I didn't even know. I was like, "What are you talking about? What's a weed?"
1: You were the kid that just never got <laughs> like the benefit of the doubt. Gray, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we had kids like that in my school.
0: <laughs> Ohio this shirt. Come on, I was, I was, I was, I was being, I was just a bad rap though because
1: of the whole nudity shirt I'd worn before. My favorite thing—I'm looking at the text line. I'm looking at my my mentions on Twitter too—is that when everyone makes a trip, when anyone ever any group of local fans is going to North Carolina or through North Carolina for a road trip. There's a Rutherford College and a Rutherfordton on the way, and like, people will always send me pictures and I'm like this is great. I love it. Just like we I feel like I'm I'm on there's the a road Rutherford trip College? with you. Yeah, Rutherford College, uh in Connolly Springs. Somebody just send me a picture. Shout out to Alicia. Thank you. I wonder if there's a Kelsey College. I, there probably is somewhere.
0: <laughs> Culinary art School. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey College I bet it's a junior college probably It's actually not a Kelsey college I'm sorry. no no well guess what <laughs> That lottery pool comes through first thing I'm doing is open I could go Kelsey College first thing that comes up is Pat
1: Kelsey Wikipedia page. <laughs> this is the <safe> same for me <laughs> <laughs>
0: what
1: well, if it is but it's spelled like the other Ooh, by thing. the
0: way I I can I, I cannot completely confirm this but pretty sure not related to me maybe. He's born in Cincinnati, maybe.
1: Could be, could be. I mean, he's yeah, he's in it. Could be. Uh, text lines five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Let's take a couple texts. We'll do more after the, the top of the hour. But we'll. Uh, Scoot's texting him by the way. Another was a Kelsey coached high school football. Well, here uh, that, that was related
0: to me. It was like a third cousin of mine. Cool. Yeah.
1: Scoot says, "Wait, TK gives him a twenty every time he goes to Soupies, and it's going to cost them a hundred dollars a week, dude. You go to Soupies five times a week." Recently, you've kind of been yeah, going to these five times a yeah, week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, props on the math there, Justin. <laughs> Take that stereotype. He's of our math guy. Education. He's the numbers guy for yeah. the station. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know me. I'm I'm a creature of habit. Like when I get into something, man, I just I'll do. I'll, I'll if I have a craving for something, I'll eat it like every day for a month. I mean, you've seen me with Arby's. It was like that was like 65 straight days. I know. I've got it today still. By the way. Nice. I mean, and I'll still get it. Now, I'd go to Arby's as more of a convenience when they're coming here because, you know, they got the, they're the only place is the good fountain mill yellow, and it's, you know, it's not like Ruby, But, yeah, soupies, like, when I get into, like, something, man, I'll I'll go there, like, every day for weeks, sometimes weeks in a row. Then I'll, then I'll stop going there for months, even maybe a year. And then I'll go back, and it's just this way I am. I'm a weird dude.
1: Texas, the Rutherford Show remains undefeated for not posting podcasts on the days that I can't listen live. You know, when I miss a live show, I kind of frown because I know it'll absolutely, I'll absolutely never hear that show. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm sorry. I, I, it, it was not my fault. I uh,
0: I felt bad, especially when we had the great and Dan McDonald. Kelsey
1: dot at gmail.com for all your displeasure. Maybe 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 you get on my
0: emails while I'm getting Forever Twenty One emails. It happens. <laughs> I mean, I get getting emails from like the Pelicans because I went to a game once back in the Sugar Bowl. And, oh, I get stuff
1: that I never saw. Yeah, it, no. like, like,
0: but I mean, I don't know. To, like, I kept seeing it on there, and I hand up in the second time I used that phrase today. But okay, I, I just I I don't I, mean, I wasn't familiar with it initially when I saw it. I was like, what website did I sign up for last night? Like, and then I realized it was a clothing store. You really didn't need the hand up there. <laughs> Because <laughs> I just didn't really realize Forever 21 was the clothing store first.
1: Texas says, Danny. like somebody goes to Forever 21. Texas, Danny Hurley, got to make him say no. There's the got to make him say no for the day. Make him say no. Uh. I. The odds are getting better that, because we said when this whole thing started, what are the odds that the one of the got to make him say no guys is actually who winds up being our next head coach? And we're now, we're finally getting to some active head coach. Like, I don't think Danny Hurley's going to come here. I don't think Scott Davenport's going to come here or John B-line. but it's more believable than, well, we had Bobby Knight at one point. (laughs) Well, it's more believable than like Greg Popovich, Coach K, and and Bobby Knight or Tom Izzo. So, I mean, got to make him say no, guys, getting more in the realm of possibility. I mean, could could say Pat Knight. (laughs) I mean,
0: we're not getting Pat Knight. (laughs) Last time I heard Pat Knight, when he kicked out of some school for like beating up a kid, sounds right. I forget what college it was. It was one of the small schools. Louisville played them, I think.
1: Texas says, Trevor is the Kenny Payne of uploading podcasts.
0: Oh, but now, come on. That's just dirty. The Zan (laughs) Payne.
1: Well, you get it done most of the time. You don't, like, fall over yourself. That's the (laughs) Zan. Let's give a quick shout-out to the, the Louisville volleyball team last night. NCAA tournament opener taking on Wright State got a little bit nerve wracking early on. Uh, the Raiders come out. They actually take the first set from Louisville inside the KFC Yum Center. The cards bounce back. It was a fight for sure, but Louisville winds up winning in four sets. They will play Western Michigan tonight at 7 o'clock. Same location at the KFC Yum Center. Western Michigan upset number seven seed Auburn. Uh, DBK, she wants you there. She says, come out. It's weekend night. You got nothing to do. You want to kick off a big time sports weekend? Come out to the KFC Yum Center cheer this team on to a, what I think would be a six-straight Sweet 16 appearance. Uh, moving on to next Impressive. weekend, they what, you, maybe if Pitt gets knocked off, we could host some more games. But the Cards last night, they win uh, they, they win the last three sets, 25-18, and then 25-20 in both uh, the third and the fourth set. They'll take on Western Michigan tonight, 7 o'clock at the KFC Yum Center. Let's get it done. Let's make another Sweet 16. Let's go. Go Cards. Let's um, go Cards. Was that all you had to say? That was just on the
0: just popped to my head I don't know
1: uh, we're going to take a break here in a second. When we come back, Thornton's text line, by the way, 502-414-1450. That's the number. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. It's giving you the best deals all football and basketball season long. Save yourself some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside any one of the areas, 98,622 Thornton's locations. There's that many for of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. Take advantage of their deals and then text us at 502-414-1450. More from you guys after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 961 big X.
2: Anyway I don't think about TV We're joking when they told me this part anyway The newsman said Not to sit on the
1: streets But it's my life He's trying to save But anyway I found out that I got a cancer Is this supposed to be high music? What's going on? Well right? anyway It's a state of affairs And the state of emotion None of them But you must not understand I'm going I can't Are hear you Over the music I'm going to over You're getting hype over What'd you, you say? say? You're just doing hype what, oh, what? What? what is this? What is this? What? What? what is gravity? Why are you playing Blues Travel on a pre-conference championship game Friday? Because I you are gonna make that you Okay. You're throwing the vibes off. You're throwing the vibes off. I'm in a good mood. Quit throwing the vibes off, Mike. It's, it's a focus. It's not about you being in a good mood. It's about leading this team to victory. And we're
0: gonna be in victory. Quit being negative, Nancy. Over you're doing there. Nothing. You're, you're, I got enough Nancys at home. You need to be. Ne- you need to be positive, Polly. Are you ready for some trivia time? Give me some trivia. Come on, cheer me. Quit being bad over there. Cheer up. Put a smile. Turn it upside down.
1: So, Louisville going for its first conference championship in the ACC since joining the league in 2014. It, you know, we mentioned earlier, FSU, how thoroughly they dominated this conference when we were growing up. How many conference championships in football has Florida State won in the ACC? Oh, good Lord. Um.
0: Let's see. They joined run 92. Like I'm going to say
1: 16. Close. Fifteen. They're going ah. for their sixteenth with a win over Louisville. Well, they ain't gonna get sixteen. Fifteen ACC titles, second to Clemson. Uh, their total titles of twenty-one. Uh, but of course, was... FSU joined in nineteen ninety-two. Less time yeah. to work with. Um, the fifteen titles since nineteen ninety-two are the most of any school since that time period. Clemson just has eight. Virginia Tech has four. Now, how many conference championship yeah. games do you think they've played in?
0: Oh, yeah. As I was gonna say, now that I'll say
1: zero. Florida State. No, oh, no, they played in one? Yeah. The um, conference championship game started in uh, 2005. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah,
0: they won in 14. Um, I'll say – I didn't realize it has been that long, actually.
1: Um, I'm going to say they played in four. Close. Again, they've played in five. They're four and one all-time in top conference title games. They've won three ACC championship games in a row. But like you said, their last appearance was in 2014.
0: And that, that that kind of I can do the math. I don't need the ACT score to, to, to mock me. I can do this math. Uh, if they've won four since 05 and they've won fifteen total, so they they won eleven before 05. This that's correct. Between nineteen ninety two and two thousand five, they won eleven ACC championships. Which and I mean they didn't lose their first game that Virginia game we, we brought up already was in ninety seven. I think which is crazy. Yeah, so I mean they went undefeated for five years or so. We also but the ACC. I-, I mean let's I mean. It, they left the metrics they wanted to be in a football conference, but it wasn't like the ACC was a football conference per se. It was just a conference with football. Yeah, I mean, hey, that worked out well actually.
1: We've all done the thing. I, I, I've heard a lot. Like Louisville fans have gone on Florida State shows, and we've we've kind of we've tried to be nice because everyone's bringing up the fact. Hey, it's Louisville's first. Trip to the ACC championship game since they joined the conference, and every Louisville fan is like, you know, well, it, it's it's kind of tough because we've been in the Atlantic Division, and you know, you're you're there with Florida State and you're there with Clemson, and the reality is, besides one year, you don't need to add Florida State to that equation. It's been Clemson. Like Clemson has dominated that that division. We finished ahead of Florida State a handful of times. Uh, you know, we we would have had uh, no issue. Winning the Atlantic multiple times, if FSU w- was there, but Clemson wasn't, it's just been Clemson. They, Florida State won a national title our first year in the league. Since then, Clemson's won the Atlantic Division every damn year. So it's a, we, we, we kind of lump these two together, and the reality is FSU has not been near Clemson's level, uh, besides the first year and now these last couple of years. And look, that's going to continue to be a thing because I called it two years ago. Clemson's it's done. They're done. They had their time in the sun. Hope they enjoyed it. They're gonna be fine. Yeah, nice little eight and four, nine and three. Maybe occasionally a ten and two season. They're not. They're not competing for national titles anymore. Speaking of Clemson, and we'll go back to the text line after this. I don't know if you saw this story from yesterday, but Bobby Petrino, who's absolutely gonna be the Arkansas head coach in like what two years, right? Wait, wait. don't you think that's what they're doing? <laughs> no, the,
0: who's the guy? They got the guy from Wisconsin, right? Belma. Yeah. Is he still there? Yeah, I thought he was, didn't he? He's the one. Um, he's the one that Wisconsin let go. He left. Right, he left he, with, he's not there anymore. It's
1: it's a it's a Pittman Sam Pittman. Oh, that's
0: right. Where, where did they get him? I can't remember now. Where did Billima go? I think he just got fired. Oh,
1: did they just fire him? Well, he's somewhere else now, but he's uh, he... yeah. Pittman took over last year, though, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, I do remember. Yeah, is at he's uh, in Illinois. Oh, that that's
0: no, that's right. I do remember seeing him. Yeah, that, duh.
1: But um, I feel like they're setting things up. To where, because Pittman's been at Arkansas. This is this is actually this was his third his fourth year. Oh wow, I didn't know he'd been there long. Yeah, he he took over the, the, his first year was the COVID year, and they've been Lord, time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, th- th- they've been not great. Three and seven his first year. Yeah. Nine and four his second year. Seven and six, and then four and eight this year. I feel like they're setting it up to where if they have a dynamic offense next season, but they're like just still six and six, seven and five. Like they want Petrino to come back and be the head coach. They're going to do the thing that we did. <laughs> I mean, they're going to try to go home again. I'm telling you right now, like he will be Have the head coach. Have they not coach. rented that movie yet? If I mean, is the streaming down? He will dance? be the head coach a year from now if if they go like 6-6 six and six this year, but the offense looks good. I'm telling you right now, that's what they want to do.
0: I mean, did they, did, they not, did they not watch what happened?
1: We're not exactly in a position to lecture here.
0: I mean, and, and, it's, and it's not like... It's, I mean, in, in their, and their first tenure ended way worse than ours did with Petrino. It did, but that's like, also Petrino like comparing catastrophes. I mean, Petrino lets us go to the NFL. I mean, it happens that we get it. I mean, he, he left them because he couldn't control his motorcycle and stop banging his secretaries. I mean, that's just not, that's a big difference. But also,
1: we took him back after he did that somewhere else. And we're like, yeah, but we can change him. Yeah, but we ought... All- <laughs> he'll be different this time we always think you can change the bad boy right you don't see the way that he looks at me i've never been the bad boy you don't know what he's like behind closed doors yeah. he doesn't talk to you anyway. you talk don't know what he says when we're watching friends at night you don't see the side of bobby that we see petrino's the lead singer from stillwater he's all those things yeah. he's, he's every bad character from a hallmark movie I uh, love the hallmark. Come Never up. ends up working out well, or a lifetime movie, I guess is more apt. But so, Petrino had his press conference yesterday, where he was talking to the Arkansas media, and he got asked about. Do yeah, they normally have press conferences for hiring an OC? Well, yeah, I, I think we, we would do the same thing. Will we? Everybody has press conferences, yeah. Uh, Except for Kenny Payne, it's not abnormal. He got asked about the Michigan sign stealing thing, yeah, yeah, because you have to ask everybody in coaching now. What's like, what do you think about that? And he. Did, he was like, I don't know anything about that. But he did say this. Here's the quote. I'll do it in the Boppy Boys. I don't know anything about, you know, Michigan and what they did or any of that. I honestly didn't pay any attention to it. But I do know that when you went and played Clemson, that they were going to have your signals. <clears throat> they had guys on the sidelines standing there with a sheet of paper with your signals on it. And that was tough. That was tough. Petrino just throwing Clemson under the bus casually. I like it which everybody has always talked about Clemson like like the rumors about Clemson you don't even have to be a college football I mean they get to like me like you don't have to be a college football insider to have heard all the stuff like oh everybody in college football knows that they've they've been funneling money for recruiting through churches for like the last 10 years and oh everybody knows they've been sealing signs somehow and like when when he says this every Clemson fan you know they hear the 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 the, the, the horn like they Come defend Dabo, please! Everybody, rush to your computers. I'm and sorry, what was that horn again? <laughs> conch shell. I can't really do the noise very well, but you know what I'm—you know what I'm going for, Lord I'm, of the Flies style, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they come flying over, hoo-do-hoo. and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> hoo-do-hoo, hoo-do-hoo. So "That's what I was hearing for a second. <laughs> Buckle up, knuckle up. <laughs> um, but they come—they come racing over, and. They do this—it's hilarious. They're like Brett Venables watched more film than any coach in America combined. That's how they got the signals. Our coaches are known for sleeping at the—because we've never heard that anecdote about another coach before. He sleeps at the facility. He fell asleep with film on—every coaching staff says this. He's the first one there and the last one to leave. But, like, everybody has always heard that you would get to the stadium and Clemson would have all your signs, like, right before the game, and somehow just, you know— Shock, I'm shocked, I'm shocked that Bobby would say it. Shocked.
0: But. I mean if, if, if Venables was that good, why is Oklahoma I mean, explain Oklahoma?
1: <laughs> All right, let's take some text. We got I don't know why I just
0: pictured Bill Engvall going, Here's your sign, Kedabo. Remember that old skit? No. You remember the old uh, redneck comedy that I don't Bill Engvall, think. His his little gimmick was Here's Your Sign.
1: No. Somebody say something stupid to him. He had his own T V show. He did. Jennifer Lawrence was on it. She was. All right, 502-414-1450. We get Keith Wynn coming on at 4.30 to talk about this uh, championship game. We'll take some text between now and then. Texture says, Kentucky fans are so angry at the amount of fun we've had this football season. The number of Kentucky fans that comment on anything related to us playing in the ACC championship game tomorrow is comical. All they can do is try to say the ACC is crap and they beat us. They're such sad, angry people. That would be the case if, if we'd beaten them by 45, though. They're just—they're not going to leave us alone. Like that's—that's that's how it's been. I'm just not going to leave us alone. I wouldn't leave them alone. I mean, I would. I don't care. I would. I would just be giving them
0: crap. I'd be like, "Hey, we're about to do the title game. Can we beat you all again?" Well, you don't use the internet either, so.
1: <laughs> well, I try not to. Texas says, "Don't forget to read that moon stuff." The guy, guys, got to send it in. Send in the moon stuff, Texas. I honestly feel less confident if Brock Glenn is starting. Everything I've heard about him makes him sound like a stud. He is going to be, by all accounts, like a tremendous quarterback and there is a part of me that when I read some of the practice reports from this week like there's a whole description of him running RPOs on Tuesday and looking really good and throwing a dime to Johnny Wilson and how he's always looking at reps and then the, I don't know if the FSU t- like coaching staff tells the media to turn it down but they had every one of their practice reports from Wednesday it was like Rodemaker and and Glenn both struggled according to the coaching staff they both didn't look good and you know they, they had trouble reading the field but like I'm kind of with a texter where Glenn long-term is going to be a better quarterback than Rodemaker. He's he's a true for a freshman. He's never played in a game like this. He's never started a game, period. He has played in three games this year. So he has. Would
0: be, he plays in this game, he would lose his
1: shirt, right? No, no. You can play in four. Is that what it okay? is? Yeah. I don't know I they really, I I really changed that. I wasn't sure exactly. Yeah, he was. just couldn't play in their playoff games, which unless you gotcha. just burn the redshirt. Which, look, if he... If he comes out and sets the world on fire against us, and you have a chance, to, like he's starting in the playoff, like, yeah, burn the red shirt. I mean, it's like he's going to be a starter next year anyway. You I mean, burn yeah. the red shirt. I mean, he may be. I mean, th- there's a lot of hype for him. There's a lot of like. like I'm kind of with a texture where I, I'll, I'll almost be more nervous if they come out with Brock Glenn tomorrow because I think he. It could be terrible. You never know with a freshman, but he could. It could be his coming out party. Who's the other guy? Got?
0: He's a QB slash wide receiver from Illinois. You tell me. You're looking at him. I'm mean, He's only thrown, he's the only other. I'm looking at the only other pass attempt this year is from uh, the transfer Deuce Spawn. I don't know how much he actually plays quarterback, but just makes me think he's mobile, and that worries
1: me a little bit. All right, I I think it's it's going to be one of those two guys by everything that that's been out there this week. Right. I don't think. He, I mean, Deuce Spawn. I think is a running back for them. Spawn. Spawn. Yeah, he's
0: listed as QB slash wide receiver. He's got one pass attempt and one one reception this year.
1: I'd say that he's probably not a quarterback. Yeah. Transfer from though. Illinois. Yeah. Texter says, uh, "Yeah, I'm ready to run through a brick wall now." Also, the fans saying that nobody will give us credit if we win need to shut up. I don't give a damn if FSU starts a 12 year old QB tomorrow. ACC championships fly forever. You're damn right. I mean, I think that people will remember that that Travis was out, but Travis has been out for a couple of games. If you knock off a 12 and 0 Florida State team and keep them out of the playoff in the last game of the last weekend before bowl season starts, like it. it resonates like it, it lasts people this would be a big win for us and one that i think most college football fans will remember for a while which is that's great texas mike are brian and jeff aware that there are 500 louisville fan oh this is from this is from earlier this week sorry texas i was having trouble turning the page from uk until fsu twitter called me an obese high school teacher until i remembered all of those almost wins against fsu funny, yeah. now i'm locked in acc champs baby biggest win in recent history let's go I mean, you can make the – we had this discussion a couple weeks ago when somebody asked the question on the text line. Like, if you beat Florida State in this conference championship game with or without Travis or without Ronamaker or without whoever, like, it's up there. I, I don't think it's the it's a top five win in school history, but it's up there. Like, it, It's one of those ones that you put on the list of, of like, most memorable UFL victories for sure. Would oh, I don't think I don't think there's
0: any doubt about that. I don't, I don't even think the, who they started quarterback is relevant in that. I mean, because when you look back at it, you know, and in, in, – Future years, you look at you don't look at think member and no, oh, they started so and so at quarterback and not the original starter. You think Louisville won the ACC title game? Yeah, when they say, I mean, that's. I mean, I like to think maybe with with Brom here that more things will bump it down the line as the years go on. But as of now, I mean, you, I mean, it's top ten, right? I mean, easy. I would I think so. I mean, is it? I mean, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I could. I mean, luckily and thankfully, we we do have some. You know, with our other orange Bowl, and, and you, you can argue Fiesta Bowl maybe, but you know the Sugar Bowl. You know there are games that we've had big games that can rank in the top five. But I mean, it, it, I mean it's maybe even in the middle of the top ten,
1: right? I mean, It'd be six, up there. seven, yeah. We've I mean, we've also never played in a conference championship game. Before. Yeah,
0: I mean we I and mean, we and we, I mean we won them, but I mean it just yeah. Do you
1: know how many conference championships we've won?
0: <sighs> I'm trying to think how I many. Well, I know we won at least one conference, say in a one. Uh, I still have the shirt. It doesn't fit. It might fit you. Um, I'll get it to you. Uh, we know we won what the AAC. We won a Big East. We did not win the AAC. Oh, we didn't. Oh, it's because damn yeah, Central Florida
1: game. Um, three,
0: eight. God, I well undersold that one.
1: We won the Missouri Valley in seventy and seventy two. Oh, 72. Well, Okay. We won the CUSA in two thousand, two thousand one, and two thousand four. All right. We won the Big East in 2006, 2011, and 2012.
0: The Big East is when I can remember how many we won. I was thinking we won two.
1: Yeah, I have not won a conference championship since 2012. The, the crazy thing about the, the Big East, everyone remembers how uh, it was such a bad conference and we had such dominant teams. We never won that league with a perfect record. We were 6 and 1 in 06. We had the Rutgers loss, and then we had two losses in both of Charlie Strong's championship seasons in, in 2011 and 2012. I mean, you also kind of forget Do we have not perfect records in CUSA? Uh USA we did once. It was the 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 04 team. Our only loss was to Miami. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the you know we technically won the conference championship in 2011 in the Big East despite being a, a 7 and 5 team. You know that was the year we started off so badly. We finished 5 and 2. We just didn't go to the BCS because West Virginia you know won, won the tiebreaker by having the highest BCS ranking. So we damn near went to the BCS with a team that started the year I think 1 and and, and 4 or two and five. Like, we were on well, a nice little win streak there. That was the turning point for Charlie Strong and company. But- I mean, Louisville wins this game on Saturday. And when, I'm sorry, excuse me. When Louisville wins tomorrow, I
0: mean, aside from, like, personal, you know, stories that are great, like, you know, I would rank, you know, the Florida State victory and, you know, the rain game a little higher up. But and in terms of actual impact to this program, I mean, this is in the top, maybe even fifth, right? I mean, it's. Who would you rank ahead of it definitively from winning a conference championship game over a top five undefeated Florida State team?
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, it's personal preference comes into
0: play at some point, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you can try to put that aside and just look at it as, the, as a whole from how the it impacts the university as a football program.
1: It, it's up there. I think it's maybe more impactful than it is one that's going to resonate with, with people because – and it can be bumped if you by winning
0: it you go to the Orange Bowl and you win that that would maybe push it down a little bit. Sure. But at the time, I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean like that that the sentimental of the Rutgers game where Teddy comes in and wins us with one yeah, arm. I mean it's remembered even more fondly because we ended up going on and beating Florida in the Sugar Bowl. So it could definitely be something like that where you know we don't get to play Ohio State in the Orange Bowl and have this dramatic victory if we don't beat FSU. And I mean it, like it, it's a big deal and I think yeah. it's starting to really set in with me just like just how big of a deal it is. Um. I mean, you go into you go into kids, you know,
0: house and selling them. You know, they come to Louisville. I mean, we're defending ACC champions. Not you know, we didn't win the Atlantic Conference. You no, know, we won. We are ACC champs.
1: Do you, do you have the transfer portal music handy? Oh, I don't. I can. It's be- okay. Do you just want to sing it just one time? <laughs> yeah. Dunna dunna dun. It's the transfer portal. Who we gonna, Who we gonna get? Who we got? No, we got portal updates.
0: The transfer portal.
1: The transfer portal is officially popping, by the way. I need to put this in the hotkeys. It's, I mean, I don't know if you saw, it's not just transfer portal season. It's very much like <laughs> vague player tweet season. Did you see any of what I'm talking about? No, I'm not, i have not. From yesterday? No, I know I saw that. We talked about the Jawar tweet. Yeah, and uh, yes,
0: and I know. I know I saw the. One name that I don't know if it's, you're talking about is in the, the portal now from the West
1: Coast, uh, Ward. I saw he did it. Cam Ward from Washington State is yeah. officially in the portal. I would, say that, I think that's going to wind up being – I think we'll try, but I think that's going to be an Oregon-USC battle. Yeah, he's the yeah, he's number one guy. So, Jawar Jordan, we mentioned this on the show yesterday, tweeted out just, an old friend coming to the Ville, stay tuned with the eyeball emoji, and then had a reunion possible. I think – not 100% sure – I think that this is a reference to Tyler Shuck, the quarterback who started his career at Oregon – was at Texas Tech has had some injury issues. Big armed kid. Oh, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yes. Okay. S- yeah, it's S-H-O-U-G-S. Yeah, I've, but see, it's i pronounced him, yeah. Chuck.
0: He's bounced around. Yeah, he was last. Yeah, you said Texas Tech. I think
1: he's very much on Louisville's radar. I think there's a very real chance that he comes here. And you know, maybe you we, maybe we're reuniting with your old high school quarterback. Would that be enough to convince Jar to to want to play one more year here? I mean, maybe. Hmm? But you also had, I mean, Jordan Watkins had the furrowed brow, scratching. Face emoji tweet. There's a whole lot of reports that he was actually at the U of UK game on Saturday, hanging out with Jack Harlow a little bit, and hanging out, you know, maybe on a visit. Travion Cooley just tweeted a picture of himself playing against Louisville with a picture of him doing like the same exact tweet, the hmm, scratch my face furrowed brow. You had, I mean, Brady Brahm is like the future's bright in the Ville, kind of just referencing all the, the rumors that are floating around here. It, it, it's madness out there. Roman Oban's son T J R, what's his name? T R J Oben from duke is in the transfer portal officially like he's out there people are talking about him christian fitzpatrick who started his career here his brother obviously was a star here he's officially leaving michigan state there's all sorts of rumors about that like it, it's gonna it, it's madness out there tk <laughs> wild wild west everywhere who knows what's going on <laughs> i love it though we're going to be great in the portal keeping my head on a swivel over here yeah i mean we can't just focus on football right now um
0: the tyler kid doesn't move my needle but it does. The positive I can spin up is that you can add him into the mix with the other guys that were kind of higher prospects that didn't kind of pan out that we already have with Bailey and, and on this roster that maybe one of them will perform. I guess. Would you like him more than Tyler Van Dyke? I don't know. Oh man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, that's a good question. I mean, the Tyler kid lost out to Herbert in Oregon. But then he lost his job at Texas Tech in an offense that is just really pass friendly, with with Joey McGuire and and Zach Kitley in that offense down there. So uh, that worries me that he can't. Keep a, he can't keep the job in that kind of offense. Well, now he got
1: hurt, so that's did the, he, oh, did he hurt the show? Okay, that's different. He, he had a shoulder injury in late right. September. That I apologize, and I just thought he got benched. Okay, yeah, he's had a, he's had a fair. Amount I have a of reason injuries. to believe that
0: though, since he's lost his job before. So I mean.
1: yeah, I mean, there's no shame in losing your job to Justin Herbert. No, no. In fact, he was recruited. Herbert was already started when he got there, I believe. But he had a broken collarbone in 2021, which okay. cost him that most of that season, and then had a broken uh, left fibula. This year that actually ended his season in late September. I'll so. tell you what
0: I will take Tyler over uh, over Van Dyke because and both Tyler's. I know that's why, <laughs> but I feel like if I try to say the Texas Tech one, I'm gonna I'm gonna cuss. Um, Shuck, <laughs> exactly. Shuck it up. <laughs> so I, I'll take him only because I know I've seen less of him, and mystery is better than than, than knowing. I guess.
1: If you throw in the Juarez package, then I'm like, all right, I'm all in. Juwar- also, maybe going after somebody like this does it maybe. Maybe it hints that the staff feels more confident in somebody on the the roster than they'd initially let on or that we'd initially heard. Maybe. Who knows? Or just bring in competition. Or maybe they're going to bring in great, multiple great guys. Great competition is yeah. great, right? i mean, it, all it's for It's what it. you want. All for it. Texter says, um, at the time of that Metro Conference tourney loss to FSU, Louisville had an active NCAA record of consecutive winning seasons. That ended it. Damn, the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, that was. I knew. I, I mean, just getting more and more fired up for this game. And we have
0: gone to the tournament. I was just because I think didn't that year we finished like 16-18 or something like that, or it was something. Yeah, yeah. We. Yeah.
1: I, I think we finished. I think you're right. Like two games under five hundred. Which if we'd won that and gone to the tournament, I guess you know that would have helped. But. We if we'd won that and then had one more win, we would have finished at least five hundred. You no, know, says I think
0: I can almost named that entire episode starting lineup. That was that was that was uh, that was Sam Cassell, Charlie Ward, uh, Donnie Edwards, Bobby Sura – you don't have to do this. I can't remember the center. I don't remember their center's name. It wasn't Cornelius Holden. That was ours. He was the man.
1: Cornbread. Done. <laughs> One last stat here before we go to break and we talk to Keith Do you, you do
0: that at home? Like when Barry's talking, you just look at her? Like, I, with the look, I picture you giving me and going, are
1: you done? I don't. Okay. <laughs> That's something that does not happen at our house.
0: Oh, I'm just, you do it to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're not my wife.
0: I'm just wondering. I could just, I just see the frying pan flying across the room if you did. I'm not dumb. Are you dumb? Se- I may seem like it. Are uh, you I'm not done? that dumb.
1: So, so, what do you want to, so what do you think, honey? Are you done? I don't think those words have ever come out of my mouth <laughs> in a conversation with my wife. I know better than that. Or at any part of it. Last, l- l- last <laughs> stat to throw out here before we go to break and we talk to Keith Wayne. FSU has not allowed a single opponent this year to score 30 points against them. That 12-game streak, longest active streak in the ACC, third longest active streak in the country. It's the longest streak for FSU since they held 12 opponents under 30 points in 2015, which also covered every game of the regular season. So nobody has hit that 30-point mark against them, which is pretty damn impressive. Uh, Let's go to break. When we come back, Keith Wynn will join us. The Boston College was 29, so... Not 30. I know. I'm just saying they got close, though. There you go. (laughs) You done?
0: (laughs) See? He did it again.
1: We're going to break. Keith will join us after the break to break down more of this uh, Louisville FSU championship game. Keep getting your texts in 502-414-1450. I promise we'll get to you. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Friday on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. My head here. It's the pre-Florida State game show. And you can't... you Everything
0: Brom does is magic. Everything he does wins us games. You're trying to
1: single-handedly lose this game for us.
0: I think you're single-handedly being negative. Are you done?
1: I'm not done. Are you done? You've ruined the first two hours. <laughs> I'm going to
0: do this. I'm going to use that now every time.
1: And the last okay. two hours, uh, the last two songs, we know what they are. Next break, so I you go... can't screw that up. Next time you go to the bathroom, I'm just going to walk up there and knock it. Are you done? <laughs> turn around and pee on you. From Mike Rutherford show, Friday edition time. here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. We are continuing to get ready for tomorrow night's conference championship game in Charlotte between Louisville and Florida State. Joining us now to talk more about that, you read his stuff over at Car Chronicle all the time. He's probably blocked you on Twitter. He's Keith Wynn. Keith, welcome back into the show. Good to talk to you again, my man.
2: Hey, thanks for having me, man.
1: Of course. Uh, you, you've been writing about this Florida State team all week long. We we were talking about the quarterback situation a little bit earlier in the show a uh, little fans at least somewhat familiar with Tate Rodemaker came in beat us last year started the game against Florida Brock Glenn is the third string quarterback who you know we're not sure who's going to start in this game now Rodemaker got dinged up does it does it matter what's the difference between if Rodemaker can go tomorrow or if he can't go and they've got to go with the, the the young gun
2: Yeah, i don't i don't think it's going to be a huge change um you know, I think that, you know, when, when they started the game against Florida, it was pretty obvious they weren't super confident or comfortable with just kind of giving it all to, to Rodermaker and as the game progressed it kinda of, they kinda of opened things up. But uh, when Brock Glenn came in uh, for Rodemaker, they didn't really change much of anything. You know, there's a small sample size of really understanding what kind of quarterback he is, but I would compare him to Virginia's freshman quarterback, uh, you know, Calandria, a guy that can run, really good athlete. Uh, but can obviously throw the ball well as well, you know, as well. But, you know, there's just so, so much not to know about him, but they didn't really seem to change much, uh, from their normal offense when he came in there. Didn't seem like they just, you know, like, hey, just hand the ball off and, and let's chug out of here. So not much of a change, but obviously something different. Uh, has got more experience, but I think, it, you know, it's still going to be tough to prepare for not Jordan Travis.
1: Don't care for the Calandria comparison. That was not the name that I was hoping to hear there. Uh, that's not not ideal if he comes in and plays like that because that kid lit us up. Uh, I mean, we were talking about this game earlier. I feel like this is it's sort of a simple read on this game when you look at it. But both teams have, you know, with, with FSU not having Travis, I, I think both teams are going to want to run the ball. Both teams have been pretty good defending the run so far this season. I, I feel like whichever team runs the ball more effectively – and whichever team has the fewest turnovers, is probably in the driver's seat to win this game? Is that elementary analysis kind of what you're thinking?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for Louisville is from the on the defense side of the ball, you know, the last few games they've really struggled to stop teams from running the football. And, you know, Florida State's weakness that they've been giving up plays, pass plays and, and run plays. And so you look at it as a positive, but with the way Louisville's defense has really been playing the last couple of weeks, it does seem to balance out a little bit more than, than maybe it would have a few weeks back when they were shutting down Virginia Tech and shutting down, uh, you know, Duke's offense. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, whoever runs the ball well, but I think not not just uh, turnovers, I think penalties, things like that, are going to be a factor of, you know, when you have something going, you have a good drive going, you know, you gotta you got to keep it going. You can't hurt yourself with holding calls or personal fouls and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be very much a – close game on who can do the simple things best and that's what makes it kind of a toss-up right now.
1: Brom talked after the Kentucky game on Saturday about the, the way the defense has played and how disappointed he's been the last three weeks and he said you know everyone always talks about teams figuring out what you're going to do on offense and you having to change it up he says I think teams have kind of figured out what we're doing on defense and it's on us as a coaching staff to be better about changing things up what do they need to do in this game, to have a chance to win, that they have not been doing in their games against Miami, Virginia, and Kentucky.
2: I think they just kind of mix things up a little bit better. Um, you, you go back even early in the season when they first started kind of fitting putting on aggressive kind of mentality or or style of play. You know, I I think I even wrote this in in, in a couple of the five plays breakdowns is that they're running the same you know week after week, and you know when you're seeing those things over and over again, eventually teams adjust to it, right? So. I think the big thing is, you know, they kind of move to that bare front that they talked about at the UK game, where they're lining up five on five. You You've just got to mix things up, move your, you know, move your defensive line around a little bit, you know, you know, mug your linebackers up, you know, play some dummy blitz things, change up your coverage. Just, you know, you can't be uh, to the point where teams are going to be able to get comfortable with doing what they want to do. You've got to kind of take it to them. Uh, and I think you know, there's a little boomer bust in that. You know, we saw that a lot last year in Louisville, when Brian Brown kind of changed that very aggressive style. And you give up big plays, you give up chunk plays, and you're going to be, you know, vulnerable. But you also keep teams off guard, and you're going to make some big havoc plays and get some tackles for loss, and make it put yourself in an advantageous situation by causing some havoc there. If you're not doing those types of things, you let teams get comfortable. They're going to they're going to matriculate the ball down the field. And, you know, you're going to give a lot of points.
1: We're talking with Keith Wynn here of Card Chronicle about tomorrow's ACC championship game between Louisville and Florida State. Um, the, the cards... Defensively, have struggled with limiting big explosive plays the last couple of weeks, and they've really struggled with with big time playmakers. Xavier Strepro killed them uh, against Miami. You saw Barry and Brown get loose for the kickoff return and a couple of big plays for Kentucky. Uh, Dan Key caught a touchdown pass this week. I, I know Louisville fans are very familiar with uh, the tall guy, as Scott Satterfield called him, Johnny Wilson. But Keon Coleman is the dude for the FSU offense. What I mean? How does Louisville handle this? This guy is a just touchdown waiting to happen on seemingly every play that he's on the field.
2: Yeah, I, I would say that between Keon Coleman and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. up at Ohio State, I mean, Coleman's not necessarily the most, you know, as 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 good, as well rounded as Harrison, but from a pure athletic and talent and size standpoint,
1: I mean they're they're a
2: lot closer than I think people realize. I mean Keon Coleman has the top end speed, he has the agility, he has the moves in the open field. That's all the things that are great, but he's six Four two fifteen, you know, and he freak athlete. He can go up and catch contested catches. He can get around guys. You don't really, I don't know. You don't you don't plan for a guy like Keon Coleman. You just kind of do your best. <laughs> you know, and he's just kind of one of those guys who just takes over a game. I think the big thing is that there have been teams that have kind of limited him um, by just trying to make sure he didn't get the big play. Uh, Mike Norvell's offense is very uh, dynamic but it's not necessarily something that he just schemes up guys throwing the ball down the field. He'll use Keon Coleman on screen passes and short plays and things like that, and you've got to make sure you get him down to the ground because he can hurt you in a lot of different ways. But keeping guys on top of him to make sure you can't get behind the defense, I think that's something that Louisville has to do because Johnny Wilson is also not a very fast guy. Florida State doesn't have a bunch of big-time speedy receivers that they try to throw the ball down the field to, so you got to keep them in front of them. And then you got to tackle. And that's where Lowell struggled really bad in the last couple weeks, is tackling guys once they have the ball. That's the key to the game for the defense. Everything else, you know, the scheme stuff and all of that, you know, it's great. But when when you're out there, you got to get guys to the ground and limit the damage they do with the ball in their hands.
1: FSU's defense is unique. They're really good in almost every statistical category. They're the only defense in America that has forced more incompletions than they've allowed completed passes, which is kind of crazy. But they are a little bit susceptible to the big play. Louisville hasn't hit on the big play nearly as much in the second half of the season as they have in the first. Do you think this lends itself to being like a, you know, everyone loves the Jeff Brom wacky potential trick plays. But like, could this be a game where you see him have to go into the bag of tricks and just try to hit on a few big plays for us to have a shot?
2: I think. I mean, I'll put it this way: whether it's whether it's a need or not, I think Jeff Brom should let it all out. You know, you, you know, what's the point of not going all out? trying to hit the big plays, go for it all. I mean, you're, you know, I've said this, you know, he's playing with house money. You know, 10 wins, they're in the ACC championship game. I don't think anybody wants to leave this game thinking that, man, why didn't we try harder? Why didn't we try to go for the kill shots? Jeff Robbins should go out and, you know, throw the ball down the field, run as many trick plays as you feel like you need to, um, you know, because really, what's the harm? You know, you go out there and you at least put it all on the line and make sure that. Even, you know, whether it be for your team, your coaching staff, your fans, feel like, hey, we put it all out there to try to make sure we got this win because, you know, it's not like you're going out there and, man, we lose this game and the season's over. You know, you still have a big bowl to go to. So I think that, you know, whether it be from the standpoint of just getting the, the edge on Florida State or just from a standpoint of, hey, we're going to show that we're here to actually try to win this game, you know, let it all out. I think they really need to push the ball down the field to their speed receivers and their big receivers and test this Florida State defense that has given up big plays and it's a successful of the big plays, they should go out there. You know, I've been saying all season, you know, I many folks that do follow on Twitter, the the run game and the easy passes and take what they give you is a great offensive game plan this year for Louisville football. Throw that out the window tomorrow. You know, go out there and throw for the big plays. Do what they did early in the season and try to push the ball down the field. And hopefully you open things up for Jawar Jordan and those guys to run the football and you can keep some balance while you're trying to hit those big plays.
1: One potential issue with that is that there is heavy rain in the forecast, it looks like, for the entirety of tomorrow in Charlotte. And of course, the ACC is the one major conference that does not play its championship game in a dome. So the, the elements could be a factor tomorrow. If that is the case, we had this question earlier this week, and I wasn't really sure how to answer it. Like, does one team have an advantage over the other if it's sloppy tomorrow and you know it's kind of hard to handle the ball?
2: I mean, it's really sloppy. I, I personally think that Florida State's running back, Trey Benson, I mean, I, I think he's one of the best in the country. Um, and, and the other thing is that he is extremely hard to tackle already. You know, so imagining, you know, tackling this guy while he's soaking wet, uh, he, he is slippery, and he also runs with the, just a level of violence that you just don't see all the time. I mean, the stiff-arms guys into the ground. I think he has an advantage over anybody already. And if you're talking about a team that's struggling to tackle – and now you you have a back who I I believe last year he led the country in broken tackles. I mean you you're, you can't you know you can't you know draw up a worse situation for Louisville's defense obviously, but you know at the same time, I I, I think that the elements unless you're playing in a full on monsoon, I, I think it kind of gets over over you know uh, overtalked a bit. You know you're throwing the football, you should be able to throw the ball in rain or not, unless you're talking about a crazy storm. Uh, and unless we have that, I don't think that the running game really kind of changes that much.
1: All right, last question. We'll let you get out of here on this. I'm. This is a very big game for Louisville. I think it's kind of setting in now. People are turning the page from the UK loss and realizing, hey, we're playing in a conference championship game for the first time. It's pretty bleeping cool. Florida State undefeated, chance to wreck their perfect season. What's the Keith win confidence level of a Louisville victory here? Take leave the objective hat on. What? How are you feeling this one plays out?
2: I think it's going to be close. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit low-scoring, uh, partially because I think Florida State's defense uh, is kind of rounding in the shape even better at the end of the year. Uh, and I think that even with Jordan Travis out, I think that Florida State's offense still can do some really good things. Um, you know, to me, I think I, I've been watching a lot of Florida State football, the way they're playing. Now not going to little, I just think they're a better team. I think they're a better fit for, for this game. But I, and I think they've been by, you know, maybe a touchdown or maybe a field goal. But I do think it'll be a close game. Uh, and I think we'll show that they actually deserve to be
1: there. He's Keith Wynn. Follow him on Twitter at Keith underscore Wynn. Uh, read his stuff over at Card Chronicle. You've been doing it all season long. Keith, you're the best. We love you. We love hearing from you. And uh, enjoy the football this weekend. It's going to be a fun one.
2: All right, man. I really appreciate it. All
1: right. That's Keith. Check out his stuff again at Card Chronicle. He's had posts up all week, breaking down the FSU team, leaving you with some stuff to watch for. Um not making me feel more confident about this game didn't do that job but that's not his job to do that's okay that's what i brought him up for that's <laughs> come on keith come on i mean he I, he, I, he doesn't
0: block he's not blocked me on twitter but after that prediction i'm gonna block him
1: it's not an unreasonable I'm thought joking, keith don't block me please it's not an unreasonable thought that i mean look fsu has been a more impressive team than Louisville this season there's no question about it but you know big game down a quarterback maybe down two quarterbacks you just never know. I, I just feel good about this game. I don't know why, which makes me feel bad about this game. It's like the Virginia thing all over again, but against a much, much better opponent. Uh, Car- I love seeing the, the, the photos that people are sending in of ma- them making their way down to uh, hopefully Making their way down Charlotte. Making their way down to Charlotte, watching the Cards, I'm beating the Noles on Saturday. Right. <laughs> I mean, take away
0: the LSU game. I and mean, where's sports they've been so much more dominant over their opponents, especially in ACC, than Louisville? I mean, they slipped past Boston College. We killed Boston College. I mean they only beat they only they only beat Clemson by a touchdown. Not gonna hate on that. They 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 handled Virginia Tech, but 39-17. So did we? Well they blew out Syracuse. Okay, we didn't play Syracuse, but they didn't play I don't know, we maybe beat somebody else to separate they they only they, they hung with Duke a little Duke hung with them a little bit. They beat Duke by eighteen. Yeah. Uh Wake Forest was a blowout, which it should be. Pitt they kind of handled. I mean, they didn't beat Miami by very much. Did we? They struggle with Florida, but, they, you know, that game was, I mean, it's not like... It's, I
1: don't know. I just... <laughs> not. <they're laughs> just not red I just show. don't get why it's so sexy. <laughs> you just refuse to give any sort of credit to, to this, is, this
0: Florida State is like the, the Harry Lyles to me. Like, how is he so sexy? I don't get it. How do people not see... Harry Lyles from College Game Day? Oh, no, no, no. The, the the singer that you said everybody thinks is... is, is Harry Styles. Yeah, that dude. He's ugly, and this team is too. They're undefeated. I don't care. He's famous. Doesn't mean he's that hot, and they're
1: not that sexy either. <laughs> the 21-point win over LSU is just didn't still you. didn't like no, the Beatles, and I don't like it. you. Just not doing anything for you. <laughs> that what? That 21-point win over LSU is just still not doing anything for you. No! It did not move. I can't wait to, like, if they end up winning the CFP, you're just going to be like, I, I, I stand by it. I don't think that—who like, did Alabama really beat this Damn year? Damn, you, you ain't changing my mind. <laughs> Georgia's not that good. When, when's Georgia ever won a big game? <laughs> one thing that, that Keith didn't talk about that can I... Can't wait to
0: expose this team. On tomorrow. Oh, I can't
1: wait. One thing that Keith didn't talk about that I really and truly... Th- th- that needs to be brought up. And it is crazy when you break this down. I, like, Forest State is a much, 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 much better team than Kentucky. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But the, I think the keys to victory are so similar to what we talked about last week. Case in point, FSU... Third in the country in kickoff return average, 27.8 yards per return, and their net punting average of 43.544 yards per punt is fourth nationally. Kick the ball away from their return, guys. Like, like I, I know that you want to do the thing where it's like starting on the 19 is better than starting on the 25. Just don't take the gamble. It bit us last week. If Brock travels today and kick the ball through the end zone, let Brock Travel stay, kick the ball through the end zone. Let, let, let's not run this risk. Let, let's flip field position. Let's try to do a good job. Kevin Coleman, fair catch the punt if you need to. This dude's got a, a crazy leg. Hopefully Brady Hodges can come out and punt more effectively than he did uh, the, the last couple of weeks. But we need to flip field position when we can and not allow them to start off on our side of the 50 when that's avoidable. Ironically,
0: the, their, their only return for a touchdown this year was by Deuce Spawn, the wide receiver slash quarterback. There you go. He has one touchdown this year as a kick returner. I think that the pass
1: that he threw was a trick play, it looks like. so. I don't, Probably. I don't, it was, it I don't was, think he's taking a snap. At it work. was at LSU,
0: too. It was our versus LSU, too,
1: yeah. Uh, FSU, a couple more stats here real quickly. They lead the ACC in the fewest turnovers, and they lead the country in, in fewest turnovers. They've only turned the ball over five times this season. Fewest interceptions thrown, they've done it twice. Turnover margin per game, they're first in the ACC, plus .92. Um, and, like, they're not going to give you a ton. Which is why I say, like, if you do get the opportunity, if it's Tate Rodemaker or Brock Glenn, one of these younger, inexperienced quarterbacks that may make a mistake that Jordan Travis wouldn't, we need guys to do what they didn't do last week against Kentucky, which was um, catch the interception. Like Jalen Alderman leaves an interception out there. Quincy Riley leaves an interception out there. I know it seems like little things, and these guys aren't... They're not playing because they've got great hands, but you've got to take advantage. Fall on a loose football if it's out there. Like, like these... Moments aren't going to come a lot in this game. FSU is very efficient with the ball. I expect they're going to have a kind of a vanilla game plan. If you do get a tip pass or you do get something out there, like we've got to take advantage. uh Every little thing is going to be key in this game. 502 414 Every little thing is going to be magic. 502 We'll take a couple more texts here because we'll only have, uh we'll do it for the first segment next hour, but then at 5 30, we've got to turn the page to. Big X, big bets, and our final pick'em segment. Do you have your big X, big bets yet? I've got two of them. I'm gonna have to find one more. I'm
0: I'm kind of that. The only problem is, is one of them I do like, and it's but it's the Pac-12
1: game tonight, and I know to fade. Well, I mean, you, what better time to break a streak than the very last weekend of the season before bowl time? <laughs> Good point. Let's go to the text line. Texas. Does, uh, Texas, Texas says, "Trevor's story actually made Tallahassee sound awesome." <laughs> I mean,
0: it was like three in the morning, middle of the night, because I left New Orleans. I don't remember what time I left New Orleans, and I was driving to Orlando to see, meet somebody. And so I was, it was like in the middle of the night. I drove. I, I was in there. It was like three in the morning. It was creepy, man. I tell you, you look kind of like like Chris Elliott, from you know scary movie, with two hands.
1: It was weird. Texas ninety one Metro Conference tournament and cool lesbian sex are much better basketball memories than anything my kids have at this point. <laughs> so sorry there there are odds out now from bet online and also betkentucky.com for the next college basketball coach to be fired and this is going to shock you Kenny Payne is the favorite at plus 300 they give him a 25 percent chance to be the the next college basketball coach fired number two on the this, list this hold, on, hold on hold on okay, number yeah. number two on the list can you paint two <laughs> Tony Stubblefield of DePaul who they gave a 16.7 percent chance oh, December God. 9th eight days from now loser leaves town match winner keeps their job put it all on the line. You have have members of both fan bases rooting for their own team to lose. (laughs) Josh Eiler at the at West Virginia is third on the list. Wayne Tinkle at Oregon State is fourth. Johnny Dawkins at UCF is fifth. The
0: refs are gonna call foul, and Louisville Paul fans are booing them. Like what the hell's going on here? (laughs) It's the game of the century. It's like curiosity is is, is, uh, Brownwell. What's the name of Clemson? Third. Brad Brownell is not because they're undefeated. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's, the, that's right, he doesn't hit the hot seat till after they go on their losing streak in January. they inexplicably drop like yeah. seven ACC games <laughs> in back the back of the bubble. February, yeah. yeah, they just beat Alabama on the road. <laughs> they did, you're right. I know because the place was like a tennis court according to Jay Williams. Texture says... Who, well, who was third though, by the way? Does it list? I just told
1: you. No. I just read off the top five.
0: I didn't hear you say it.
1: Were you not just listening at all? No, will you say it one more time then? Uh, I mean, I don't have it up anymore. Let's see. Josh Eilert at the Intermitt West Virginia is third. Wayne Tinkle at Oregon State is fourth. Johnny Dawkins at UCF is fifth.
0: Okay. Has that been fired yet?
1: Nope. Texas says, Trevor, quote, hand up. This is my only story about being in Tallahassee, as if it's common for everyone to have a few Tallahassee (laughs) stories in their back pocket that they always tell. (laughs) Just one Tallahassee story today. Have you ever been to Tallahassee yourself? I have. Okay. How many times? it's, It's bad. Once.
0: Okay, so hand up, you have one story. I would- do,
1: and it was that like the FSU campus is kind of in the middle of nothing. Yeah. The swampland, right? It's very sleepy, yeah. Yeah, I was, like, I was afraid to get out of the
0: car and get bitten in an ankle by an alligator, even though I knew I could not run it. <laughs> hand up. Only one Tallahassee story today. <laughs> the rest we will save for next week if we win. No, it's my only story being in
1: Tallahassee. <laughs> it's not still my only time ever there. Yeah. <laughs> My third favorite memory from Tallahassee was actually the time. <laughs> Texas says Trevor's stories are as good as Eddie's in the Fatigue's episode of Seinfeld. I'm trying to remember that episode. What am it's I forgetting? The guy who like has the he's got he has, he has like the PTSD. He's like the war veteran who has like, writes for the magazines. No, what am I drawing a
0: blank? Do remember that story? What, what happens in that episode? I'm trying to play. Lane
1: has to like fire him because he's telling. He's like, I am like. Blood runs down my hands. I'm wearing the new combo bat boots <laughs> <Mr>. from Peter <laughs> You don't remember this at all? I don't. I'm drawing a complete blank. I can't believe it. Well, that's who
0: you are now. I'll, do, I'll, I'll Google it and it'll probably, it'll probably ring a bell. But yeah, for some reason, I don't remember that.
1: Texas says I tweeted you, but in the news notes, you have an article in there that says Louisville's last win versus a top five was WVU in 06. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Florida top five in the Sugar Bowl? They were. I don't know if they're not counting that because it wasn't. Like a, a regular season game or a conference game, but yeah, whatever that is is is, is incorrect because Florida was definitely top five. Texas says uh, I asked this earlier this season, but what has been your all's favorite win of the season? I mean, I, I, I'm i assuming football. Yeah, no basketball. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know.
0: Coppin State basketball's still a favorite win is a loss. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the Texas game still uh notre dame. yeah i don't know how it can't be yeah Notre dame i don't know partially georgia tech because i mean if we'd lost that game who knows how the season would have gone unfolded
1: yeah that's i mean you, you can make a
0: case for that i mean we really needed that win that was a i mean that was important i mean that was as important as at the time as any game in this year
1: because you needed to get on the right foot for sure i still i would say notre dame yeah that, that was great game. That was, pretty was that was an event that was awesome yeah Uh, Speaking of favorite wins in basketball, I don't know if you saw this last night, but UMBC played Coppin State. They hosted Coppin State. Coppin State just beat the hell out of UMBC. And I was like, it was one of those where I'm like, on one hand, (laughs) Coppin State, 20-point win, looking a little better. On the other, the fact that we should have lost to UMBC, not looking as good. So, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. My brain was in a pretzel trying to figure out how to process that. I like pretzels. Coppin State now, no longer second to last. They moved up one spot to 360 in the Ken Palm rankings after beating UMBC by 19. Good for them. Good for them. UMBC's down to 307, a team that should have beaten us on our home floor. Louisville, by the way. At uh, least we didn't lose to a team in the 300s, right? Right. We didn't yet. We are now 161 on Ken
0: Palm. We're moving on up like the Jeffersons over here. We're actually here. moving down. <laughs> are we really? Yeah,
1: we started the season at 109. And they, we started that high. We were 155 the other day. We're now 161. One spot ahead of Lipscomb, one spot behind Fordham. We're just falling in that. We didn't even play a game. DePaul, by the way, is uh, 196. So, game of the century. Setting up.
0: We still got Arkansas. Who's the other scrub
1: team? Arkansas State. Arkansas State and Pepperdine. Arkansas State, I think, is they're in the 200s. Pepperdine is, is near us. Arkansas State is 208. Pepperdine is 176.
0: But in case no one's listened to the show in the last two weeks, Pepperdine hasn't won a road game since Doug Christie
1: was there. That is correct. Yeah. That 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 is correct. Hey, how did a Republican debate go last night? Uh, I think your Ron DeSantis pick was was bad. Did he not do too well? Didn't sound like it. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure if you talked to Republicans, then he was good. But like, I've got friends that watched who are conservative who were like, this was a— Whoever told him to do this, he shouldn't have done it. <laughs> who did he lose to again? He, he was going against Gavin Newsom, the governor oh, of California. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm again, I'm sure that other everyone sees debates how they want to see him. So I'm sure there are conservatives listening who are like, he actually crushed it. He killed Newsom. But um, well, if you're a fan of one, and you're not. You're blind to the probably result of the other anyway. Texture says, I need some
0: advice. I'm here for you. We got a, about a minute here, so we'll okay. Should it. we say, should we tease it?
1: Yeah, we can tease it. Is it good advice? Look through it real quick. Do you think it's worth it? Yeah, we'll do we'll do, okay. we'll do the next segment. Right. A reminder real quickly, so it's a little bit of time to go. Louisville Volleyball in action in about two hours. If you want to get your sports weekend off on the right foot, go to the KFCM Center, watch the cards in the second round of the NCAA Volleyball Tournament. They'll be taking on 10th-seeded Western Michigan. One win away from a trip to next weekend's Sweet 16. The cards took care of um, Wright State last night in four sets. So cheer on DBK and company. It's another chance to, to make a, hopefully, third straight Volleyball Final Four tonight at seven o'clock, KFCM um Center. When we were done with them; they were the wrong state. You're damn right. We'll be back here. Five o'clock hour is up next. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on the Big X. didn't play like, some Brian Adams or something here. Trevor done? Kelsey, sab- sabotaging the show today done? with this music. You done trying to you trying to
0: bring everybody down? Five o'clock
1: hour here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, getting you ready for tomorrow night's ACC championship game between Louisville and Florida State. It's a big one. We're excited. We're fired up. ABC. I am pissed off that Sean McDonough is not on the call because McDonough I feel like is a guaranteed victory. McDonough's been there for some of our greatest times in both basketball and football, but we have the same broadcast team of last week uh, Joe Tessitore and Jesse Palmer. And uh, Get out of my face. Ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous. I'd be honest, I, I I know the names, but when I'm watching the game, it, it, it could be anybody. I, I
1: I hear it, but I'm not listening. Does that make sense? When, it, it, it does. It's kind of like when I'm doing the show with you. I was going to say, as someone who just asked who the number three was in the coach fired list a second after I just read it. In my defense, you read things so quickly, I can't hear it sometimes. You don't pay
0: attention. You don't care about other people's listening. Selfish.
1: Are you done? (laughs) I'm done. I mentioned that this was going to be a possibility all week long. It's official. If you do live live in the Louisville area, and you have Directv or U Verse, yes, ABC went dark last night. It's it's gone. There's a dispute between uh, the AT and T folks and the uh, whatever it's called, like one of their Conglomerates that 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 have sixty six markets. I think Tima, Gima, something like that. Um, but you you, you don't have ABC it, on yeah. your Direct TV or U Verse right now. There are a number of ways around it. Uh, as a, multiple people have mentioned this week, you can get an over the air digital antenna. You can get a, go get an old school antenna and, and you know make that happen. Very easy to install, only like ten bucks. You can also watch if you have the Watch ESPN app. And if you don't, I don't know how you've been watching the Louisville basketball game so far this season because all but two of them have <laughs> yeah. been on that app. Like e- even with this blackout happening. You will be able to watch the game on the Watch ESPN app. Go ahead, like, make sure that it still works today, but you should be good to go if you have that Watch ESPN app. You can also watch through, uh, if you have a Gemini device, go to the Google Play Store. You can find that, that'll work. Damn, I'm a Taurus. There's all sorts of different ways to to make sure that you can watch the game, but make sure you've got your plan laid out. If you weren't aware of this, you have DirecTV, you're not going to be able to watch the game on ABC, barring some sort of agreement that takes place over the next 24 hours. So, Plan accordingly. Don't be freaking out at like seven fifty-five when it's time for kickoff and you have no idea how you're going to watch this. What game? time are you coming over to my house tomorrow? By the way, I will not be coming over to your you house. and Coffee both coming over, aren't you? Yeah, Nick Coffee said
0: he was going to join us. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I and again, first first one there gets the company broken
1: chair, it's a cloud of dust, everywhere. I mean, it's, it's like Linus in his blanket <laughs> or Pigpen in his blanket. <laughs> it's not dust, dude.
0: <laughs> it's both. <laughs> yeah. I, I did love that somebody was
1: like, "What's the spread?" and I was like, "The only thing spreading is asbestos at that house for that <laughs> nope. party."
0: We got, we got, we got queso and Nutella, all for uh, all ready for you. I do like queso and Nutella. It's, it's a nice little combination, not together, hopefully. No, 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 no. It's separate, but you can, you can, but no double dipping.
1: All right, so we've got the game. I think we've said all that we need to say about the game itself, uh, all the the X's no stuff, all the sentimental stuff. All you guys have texts we got to do our picks at the end of the hour, so we want to go ahead and make sure we get to as many texts as we can on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. It's the last—I mean, I think the Orange Bowl is on a Saturday, so we'll technically have another like game day Friday episode, or even if we play in, in, God forbid, the Gator Bowl. That's a Friday game, so we'll have one of these again, but it's going to be a while. Like We have, a, we have almost a month off between these Friday pregame shows that we've enjoyed so much for the last 13 weeks. But it's your show. We want to hear from you. Before you, I, mean, I don't want to oh my like God. bring the mood down, but you know we have a basketball game too, right? Well, yeah, but
0: we're not, we're not talking about that right now. Okay. I mean, also in the coming weeks, though, too. What do
1: you mean? We, have, we can do game day basketball. We do game day shows for basketball. I know, Trevor, but I'm talking about the Friday episodes that we do during college football season. Oh, yeah. Where you have the pick segment and the big bets and people are going back and forth, all that good stuff. So, it's going to be different.
0: I don't like change.
1: I know you don't. 502, 414 video. Okay, here's the uh, the person who asked for advice. Okay. I wore the same t-shirt for every game this season with the exception of Pittsburgh and we lost that game. The problem is we also lost last week while I was wearing it. So, uh, have I used up all the good juju? Do I need to switch to a new t-shirt for tomorrow? I'm genuinely concerned. Go Cards beat Florida State. This dilemma is not unusual. We've had a lot of people that have, you know, they've picked up stuff during the the winning streak or some people have done a certain thing all year long, but they didn't do it for the pit game. And the Kentucky loss has thrown a wrench into everybody's plans. Like the the Guinness drinking guy, the betting against us guy, all these different people now are are wondering what they need to do in order to win this. I would say this. I think you kind of go back to the shirt. Case in point is this. We're 7-0 in the ACC with that shirt on. We've never lost a conference game with you wearing that shirt. This is a league game. It's the biggest league game. I think you go back to the shirt. Trevor, what do you say?
0: Uh, I vote shirt as well. This is a, I mean, if anything, it's a rubber match, and if we lose this game, you burn the shirt. I did wear the same if shirt. If we win, you you, you,
1: you, tell, you tell your fiance you you're wearing it at the wedding. I did wear the same shirt that I wore for like the first six games of the year. I stopped wearing it after we lost to Pitt, and then I brought it back for a couple of games during the current winning streak. I wore it on, on Saturday. I'm not going to wear it this weekend. I... Going back to the this, this same hoodie I wore, it's 3-0 this year. Yeah, as the great saying says, I'm not superstitious, just
0: a little bit. little stitches. little superstitious I've never been, like—I do have—there there are superstitions. The, the clothing wear has never been one for me. I've never been one to be like, oh, I've got to wear this shirt because I wore this shirt during the last win. That's something that's never, never, never done it for me. I am. Now, I, oddly enough, like, if I'm at home— like I make sure to never I I, I try not to like record games when I when I know I'm at home and I'm watching them live because I I feel like that's gonna be like bad bad karma.
1: Okay, Texas. I hope that Jeff digs in the bag of tricks because the fourth and one dive play gave me horrible flashbacks to Satterfield. It was my Stevie got loose moment. Yeah. I, the the back to back dives. I I get that we had converted on a fourth down with a similar play early in the game, but yeah, I, I was expecting something else there. And again, like nobody cares if it works out, but. After they, we got stuffed on third down, I was like, well, we'll do a little play action here. We'll, do, we'll have some motion. And it was just the same thing, and it didn't work. Texas says, can Louisville miss the Orange Bowl if they beat FSU and FSU drops out of the top four? No. We will go. We will be the representative. Texas says, as a 36-year-old man, I would enroll at Kelsey U just because I would. It, it, I, it would be chill and laid-back learning. Chris the Plumber.
0: Oh, man. If they let me control like the university, it would be so cool.
1: I feel like Kelsey U is would be very much like what Zach envisioned his school when he was the principal in his in his daydream. <laughs> in that episode would be It's like everyone's surfing, like very nineties surfer vibe. No surfing now. Where would Kelsey U go?
0: What do you mean? Like what? Where? Where do I need to put it? Like do I need? Because I need what part of the country? do you Yeah, mean? exactly.
1: I mean, Colorado's the obvious answer.
0: Well, no, because everyone's moved on from there, and that, it's too cold
1: in Colorado. No one wants to. Okay, I mean, you're not. You, you like California. But you're, not really, but you're not really. You don't have like a really Cali vibe about I you. I don't. I don't.
0: I want, I do kind of want to be near
1: a coast, though. I do kind of maybe so. Florida. Uh, you're a Florida man. I get, Tallahassee. Ooh, Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores, Alabama. I can't see you thriving in Alabama, though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Gulf Shores. It's not really Alabama. But that's if you're talking about like progressive. Laws that you would appreciate. Alabama's not one of those states. Ooh, that's probably a good
0: point. Yeah, they, they're not they do kind of frown on about everything. Yeah,
1: I can see Kelsey you being in the middle
0: of nowhere. Plus, we Bozeman, like, Montana. Plus, I still can't understand a roasted peanut. Uh, peanut. Um,
1: you're going to Montana. Montana. <laughs> I do like the Big Montana. There you go. Texas says this is a Virginia Tech game Sunday is a Zan game. Mike, he's the great on defense, smart, high basketball IQ. Six Zan on the Hokies, Kenny. We're gonna lose on Sunday, right? Probably. Virginia Tech is nothing special. They're, they're not very good either, but they're better than us. <laughs> I mean, I don't I'm my let's just say that the hopes are not high. <laughs> Texas says is uh Karan Phillips the of Dead Spin the worst sports writer in the history of media. I didn't know who this person was. I've never heard of him. Have you seen this, this controversy yes. with yeah, the It's ridiculous. I mean it is. Uh, it's the only thing that bugs me more about guy about Karan
0: Phillips who's you know. Grasping at straws to make a get a headline story, of racism is just giving him the spotlight by pointing it out what he's doing. It's like just ignore it, just let it go. Let, just ignore him. I'm bo- uh, the, if the conservatives would just ignore him, then you don't have to just just let it go, man. Who cares? He's, he's an idiot.
1: I, I mean, you never. I never hear about Deadspin anymore. Like you know, they they got rid of basically their entire staff. They, ah, they lost that lawsuit ago. Gawker. Yeah. So they it's a it, you know, skeleton of its former self. The only time I ever hear about it is when. People on either side are like, yeah. "Look at how bad Deadspin is now." He's just yeah, he's just trying to
0: call out some kid because the Chiefs game because he had his face painted and he was wearing a headdress.
1: Well, the thing that I didn't like was the they only they, you know they said he was in blackface. They only show one side of his face in that picture, <laughs> and then you he comes around, he's wearing the team colors, black yeah. and red. So y- it's a disingenuous. Well, their their argument is their colors aren't black and red;
0: they're black and gold. They're like, "Well, why was he wearing black?" I'm like, "He's a kid." It's yeah, exactly. It's just, that's what I want to be. He's five. He's like six years old or something.
1: Come on. Texas says, even if the football team wins the ACC championship in the Orange Bowl and completes a magical season, Trevor will still have two more points on his ACT than the football team has wins, and that should be celebrated by the Big X and the Thorntons
0: family.
1: <laughs> the only way to beat Trevor's ACT score is a national championship. So there is there is that.
0: So, the, yeah, so I, my ACT score, I beat both programs. I didn't want to beat the football, though. I, I, I mean, the basketball was going to be easy, but I mean... <laughs> I will beat the football, though. Will I? You will. Yeah. I'm sorry,
1: Jeff. Don't well, worry. We don't want you. We don't want you to beat the football.
0: Do I don't want to beat the football. And you and I probably and you, just, Jeff. You'll get
1: revenge next year on me. You'll beat me. Texas says is the theme music for terrible weather. Is the, is the theme terrible music for terrible weather today?
0: Why, why, why are you going to entice
1: them? Texas, the commercials are so much louder than the show. That's Scoots. Well, I'm blaming Scoots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I don't know why. That's I keep them the same level. I'm Sorry about that. Texas. I do not love garnet. The same time you didn't say you love garnet. Yeah, I do not love garnet. I love garnish. <laughs> <laughs> what is a garnish anyway? What do you mean? Like garnish? Isn't it just like a side item? It like like paisley on the side of a plate?
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You don't. You don't eat, parsley. You don't. Eat, I think parsley is the word you're looking for. But it can be garnish. Can be anything else. It's like something that accents the plate. But it's not something you eat. Yeah, you can. Garlic can be eligible, uh, edible. Not garlic, garnish. That's what I saw okay. Garnish, Any garnish can be ed- edible. Right. Texas, Trevor, can we get a Ska Music Monday next week? Uh, I don't know about Monday, but I'm, I can bring a Ska all day. Yeah, I love Ska music. Texas, Trevor, Brett Bielema hasn't been in Arkansas since 2017. Oh, good lord. Are you kidding? Has he been gone that long? It's been gone for a while.
0: <laughs> I didn't even realize. That's right, because I got Chad Morris after that. Who the guy who's gonna be the you know the hot name and end up yeah he he was out was in a year wasn't he yeah now they have Pittman in twenty twenty didn't John L coach there too he was a, he he, did he the, was the interim yeah after Petrino left the first yeah
1: but <laughs> you remember these things from 10, 12 years ago. but I don't
0: remember the years like the years are like I remember moments
1: but the years all kind of blend together Texas where does Plummer rank as Louisville quarterbacks if we beat FSU and potentially Orange uh, OSU in the Orange Bowl. I mean, as a fan favorite,
0: way up the list. As a, as talented, I mean, let's be realistic. But.
1: I, I think, you know, it's just, who is the... Like, UK's had a couple quarterbacks that have been, like, just whatever. Like, was it Hartline? That, uh, well, that, that was that, why I never could stay healthy, him and Stevie Johnson. Yeah, but he, like, won a, a ton. Like, he ended up being, like, one of the winningest quarterbacks in, in UK football history. And so you got to, like, respect him. But the numbers were never that good. Like, Plumber's never going to be a top tier L quarterback in large part because we've had so many good ones like you can't put him up there i don't care what the record is you can't put him up there with you know lamar and teddy and LaFours and Brahm and redman and the other Brahm and you know, all those guys like like he's still going to be kind of beneath them even though the record like he's going to have a better season this year than chris redman ever had here but you can't put him i think above redman or browning nagel or any of those guys no, but I mean, he's just gonna be remembered though. He I mean, should be remembered uh, affectionately for sure. Hmm. But it's like, like like he's never gonna be a top five, top six, seven, eight quarterback. I think in program history. How well is
0: he remembered though? If we I mean, no, God forbid, we lose
1: tomorrow and then we maybe even lose our ball game. I think still remembered mostly affectionately, but I think also people will always remember him with the caveat of. Like, he, he did the best he could, but he had a limited skill set, and we kind of had to work around it to win those 10 games. I think that's what's going to happen. Now, if you win these next two, and he plays pretty well in them, that changes a little bit. But everyone's always going to remember that, you know, he made he made some mistakes, for sure. No, who doesn't? Texas says, uh, what voice are you reading the moon child anthem thing in? It must be read.
0: What was it? I think we're
1: supposed to do it in Goofy today. Was it? That was last week, and you skipped it. Is that what you're just doing? No, they just didn't send it in. Oh, they haven't sent it in yet? Yeah. Well, send it in. Send it in. Here's Mike, can you give any specifics on the Reuben Bain thing? Folks in Miami seem pretty sure that he's not portaling. If he does portal, I think that we, you know, he's, he's at least going to fill it out. I think he, he wants more NIL from Miami. And if he chooses to leave, then I think more he'll, he'll come here. Wasn't that Batman's villain? Bain, yeah. yeah. Texas ESPN's prediction for tomorrow's game. It says uh, Louisville 19, Florida State 17. I guess Heather Dinich takes Florida State by three. Um, Adam Rittenberg takes Louisville by two, based on the wet forecast. There you go. Split. Texas, maybe I'm being ridiculous, but I don't really want Trey Cooley back, or Shuck, or Watkins. I could take or leave, Trey Cooley. Honestly. I mean, Shuck, I, I could also kind of take or leave. Uh, I was like, wait a minute. We, Cooley left.
0: you talking about coming back, okay?
1: Yeah, because uh, the me. vague tweets.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah,
1: yeah. And then Jordan Watkins, I mean, I would take Jordan Watkins, but we, we're, we're gonna the, the Dante Burke kids Burke's kid at Purdue is a very realistic option for us. I think we'll hopefully bring back some guys from this year's roster. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, the quarterback, like I said, I'm not thrilled on him, but you know, what, I, the more the merrier for the competition is what I would say when bringing him in. Sure, and I say the same thing for Watkins. For that is Cooley, I yeah, kind of like because he. Cooley kind of runs the wrong way because he teased so, – it was like every five minutes he was teasing going to NC State or something. It was just like –
1: He also was fumbling
0: those shoes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of giving us the football version of the KP thing. He's like, you should be just happy I'm here still. I'm like, go on, dude. We can – I mean, we yeah, you can – yeah, I'm okay on that
1: one. I do wonder, too, if like – because Trickley didn't put up great stats at Georgia Tech this year. 274 yards and three touchdowns on just 64 carries. I do wonder, too, if players are purposely putting out the – like the eyeball emoji tweets, it's kind of their version of coaches who have their their agent linked that they're leaked that they're, they're candidates for jobs. You think they're just trying to, to, get, to get more NIL? More. Yeah, yeah, I would not put it – would not shock me one bit. Like, ooh, thinking about going back home, and then yeah. Ole Miss comes to them with like, hey, Jordan, don't leave. We can bump up your deal. We can get you this. like, I I wonder if like all these players are going to start doing this. It's not, a, it's not a terrible idea.
0: No, it's a genius. I, uh, I don't know if you really – he asked about Robin. Would you be okay with taking Open's son back? Despite he's pretty good. The L's down a couple of yeah, yeah, yeah. He also asked me if, if Ertz was going back to the Eagles. I would love to see that. I just don't know if it would happen. Isn't that what he's trying to do? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I think he's out for the year anyway, though. Well, he says he wants to go to a Super Bowl contender. But and I would love to have him back. I know he was he was very close with, with Wentz. But, and Gallard's, Dallas Goddard's been hurt. So, I mean, we could use a little bit of depth at the tight end position. So, if, he, if they could make it work, I'd be okay with it. I always liked
1: Ertz anyway. I think everyone kind of assumes that's what he's going for. Yeah. Com- he says he wants to go to a contender.
0: I mean, that's
1: there're there few of us there out there. Texas says, uh is it just everyone that was alive during COVID gets a COVID year? Is that how it works? No. If you were in <laughs> if you were in college during the COVID season of 2020, you get a COVID year. So yeah. we're I think
0: everyone who was in college during COVID year is still in college now. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I I'm I'm very ready. We're almost near the the end of this because it's so hard. like I, I was talking with somebody we were trying to figure out a, a few weeks ago the Isaac Garrendo thing because you know he's technically in his 5th year but he you know he played 4 years at Wisconsin but he had I guess he could have redshirted the first year cuz <laughs> he didn't play enough and we're kind of and finally I was like take someone at I'm like can Garrendo come back and they're like yeah he he can if he wants to like he could technically but he did go through the senior day stuff i think that they're still kind of trying to hope that he, he comes back but like there's no clarification the like, guys are going through senior day ceremonies which Five years ago, well, it's a done deal. Like you're, you're gone. You're, you're, it's over. And now you just have no idea. I'm so ready to stop Nine, the one six. through six thing and just be like, okay, you, you, you've got four years or five if you redshirted. That's it. That's done. Texas says Stoner, not Stonefish. Autocorrect. Oh, that's from uh, story behind this art. Uh, this, this is the guy who sends in the the the, Stuart, the the Spirit Children Anthem.
0: Okay, is this what you
1: need to read? He had the art done yesterday with the the, the moon smoking and the Car Chronicle Bird Mask people me. dancing. So the story behind this art, a stoner guy in my fraternity loved it when I drew cartoons in college. We'd hang out in his room to watch TV, and he'd ask me to draw them. This moonchild nonsense was one of his favorites. He saved the cartoons and gave them to me a few years ago. I colorized one and copy-pasted the Charlie Brown characters the other night while watching a painful b game. Got to cope in a positive way. I
0: don't remember having this guy's roommate in college.
1: <laughs> Is that you? I had roommates. Do I need to read this now? I guess I have to. We're 2-0 oh when I do it. And 0 and one when I don't. And what voice you doing it in? Is I think he wanted Goofy. I think that was the the plan. Is it Goofy? Okay. We must all pay homage to the spirit children, fighter of the moon children, right. emperor of the sun, uh-uh-uh. Spirit children dance and play with unified glee and love. Moon children fear the stars, pay homage to the dark, and are ruled by the lunar gods, including that dastardly rascal Kansu, the Little Minx. Koyol Chow and the irrepressible Suku no Mikoto. Kakal, kakal, kudadu, kudahu. It has been written. It has been said. It is so. See, it's moments like this. The is, lengths that I go to. It's
0: moments like this that the little guy in the back of my head says, It's okay, Trevor. You can tell that
1: Tallahassee story.
0: It's not the worst thing that will happen on the show. Yeah, but
1: I, you did that willingly. <laughs> I did this because I had to for the betterment of the football program. I do
0: everything for the benefit of the football
1: program. the hell am I going to have to do if we win this when we go to the Orange Bowl? I don't think I've got another good voice. I can do Jimmy Stewart.
0: <laughs> we must all
1: pay homage to the spirit children. Fighter of the moon. Mr. So, Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> Texas says, my toppers <laughs> took out that Seminole Aura team uh, in the tourney. I oh, mean, Surrow.
0: Yes. Uh, no, they didn't have a loss to that team. 1991? Oh, no, you know, he's right. I'm thinking, no, Western, yeah. That was the game they went to Sweet 16. They knocked off Seton Hall as a two seed. And that Florida, I thought that was the same Florida State team. Or was that the 92 team?
1: Uh, Florida State, and then you can look at up real quick. In the 1991 NCAA tournament, they lost to Indiana by 22 in the second round. Yeah,
0: the very next year, then, they beat, they beat Western in the Sweet 16 before losing getting blown up by Kentucky in the Elite Eight. I remember that. Yeah, Mark, game. Mark Bell missed a three in overtime. That would have that tied it against Florida State in Sweet 16.
1: Western that year was a seven seed. They knocked off number two Seton Hall and Terry DeHair. I remember the Kentucky game the next year because I was going. My brother was going to Miami Ohio and I was going to visit him for like little little sibs week. And before, like, my parents stayed at a hotel and then I went and spent the night with him. But like before we went over there, we watched the the UK game at the hotel. And my dad, you could just see like the the horror on his face as he saw how much UK was dominating. He was just like Florida State. Yeah, he was like like, twenty. He was like, oh no. He's like, he's like, he's like, they're really good. This sucks. This is terrible. And I was like. "Ah." It was a rough way to start That was a good weekend. Florida State team, too. Yeah,
0: but that, that I do uh, – yeah, Topston that was, that was the game I was rooting for Western heavily, though. I, just, I remember Mark Bell, three-pointer at the buzzer, missed.
1: Texas, Darnell Me was the best player. Texas says, Louisville native, former University of Oregon student. Tyler Shuck is a lateral change from Plummer. Plummer might be better. Benched at Oregon multiple times. Uh, was well, Mario Cristobal to take away what you want? Yeah. Kid is too much in his own head, becomes turnover prone, and then responds by refusing to throw anything past his first read. Not a prom guy at all. Well, I mean, sounds kind of yeah. like a, our current prom guy. That's, that's what I'm saying. I just
0: I don't know if there's really are you really making any progress forward between him and Plummer? And I with what the, the texter said, I agree. I mean, I feel like in, same with getting bringing in maybe what's the other big recruit that we've got right now? That's Harrison Bailey, who was kind of a big recruit, big mm-hmm. arm. I mean, that's what Tyler is. He's kind of in that. Kind of mold, you know, big name, big, big, big arm, big, good size, you know, high recruit, but just bouncing around like he's, you know, what uh Phil, Phil Djokovic.
1: Close, so close. Texas says, don't worry about not getting the pod, fellas. It was just two and a half hours of tight jokes, and the other 0. 0.5 hour was the first 10 seconds of Eye of the Tiger playing over a story about Trevor getting stuck outside of a soup restaurant. Pretty much. Hey, at least soupies. And Dan McDonald. <laughs> yeah, Dan McDonald's the best part. That's the one I thought. No like. one's going to believe that we had Dan McDonald yeah, on the no. show. <laughs>
0: hey, at least there's no record of that proof out there that we called out soupies, too, because, you know, I don't. We I, never called out soupies. I want my I want my food still. I don't want to be getting there. I want to go there now. I'm like, we're not turning lights on you, sir. But we heard you on the radio. Get out. Like, I want my chicken and dumplings.
1: Stop. Are you done? Are you done? <laughs> us who do you like in the UConn-Kansas game tonight? Uh, it's at Allen Fieldhouse. It's a big game. It's hard to bet against Kansas in those situations. I like UConn more long-term. I feel like we— <laughs> What? You're just like selling Kansas. And you're like, but I like UConn. No, 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 no. no. no I said the exact—I said I like UConn more long-term. I think big picture-wise, they're going to be a better team. I think that we're not talking about enough them, about them as the national title contender. But Kansas, I mean— Everyone loves to talk about the friendly whistles at Rupp and Cameron Indoor. Nobody gets a friendlier to whistle in college basketball than Kansas at Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, I don't. I would lean towards Kansas just because of that, but I feel like UConn's due for coming up. I, I, I'm going to say Kansas, but I'm not betting it. I would stay away from that game. I'm not betting it either. But I don't know what the line is though, but I,
0: I'm with KU you three and a half. I'm going Kansas at Kansas, and I play like Kansas. Kansas has kind of been. Dragging their feet a little bit, especially since the UK game, it feels like. And I, I could see, you know, you had the Marquette loss and then they had the, the game recently with the team that they struggled with. I could see them being pumped up and
1: getting a win here. I think, again, I, I think UConn's better. I agree, but I just think the atmosphere and the timing is key. You also, Donovan Klingon has been playing well, but he still is a little bit limited. And he also doesn't, his style is not Hunter Dickinson's style. I think that they'll struggle to defend him. So I'm, I'm going to say Kansas went, but again, I'm steering clear of it. Nothing would surprise me mm-hmm. in that one. Texas, Keith, unblock me, please. Sorry. Hey, Keith follows me now. He does. Yeah, you know, huge for you. I know. I'm
0: like, I'm moving on up. Well, what, 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 what? Got a quick trap got him to follow me is because we found out he he's working at Goose Creek Diner, and I went there, and he probably made me hot browns.
1: There you go. Yeah. He was like, well, then in that case, I'm following you. I'm like, thank you. Texas, if there's no podcast today, we know you're being censored by the tights industry. <laughs> Big tights hates the show. Texas rolling through the Smoky Mountains with the Louisville flag f- flying on the car on the way to Charlotte. The vibes are sky high. Drive safe. Don't text while you're driving. He can do voice recognition. Or maybe he's just, he's riding. Texas. my uncle lives in Tallahassee, and even people who live there know it sucks. <laughs> also, yeah. Mike, how have you been to Tallahassee and never been to the best city in the country, New York? I've never been to New York. I've been to New York when
0: I was a kid. I was like like five or six. My mom took me there for like a weekend, and I, I don't even
1: remember it. And I, I have no intention to go back. I've only been to the, the airport. I've never, like I've seen the Statue of Liberty, but only from the airport. I need to go. I've, I've been to New York, the state. I've driven up. I've been to, you
0: know, to the baseball of Fame and stuff. But New York, New York, I've only been once.
1: Texas, how many of Kentucky's best wins of all time are against Louisville, and how many of Louisville's best wins of all time are against Kentucky? Well, we don't have like a like you know we would need them to be a good. really good team yeah. for us to have, like for that. And when they've been good, we haven't beaten them. So I mean, you know, they've got three of their. I think you talked like fans our age. Three of their favorite wins have probably been over Louisville. That. The Stevie Got Loose game, the 2016 game, and then this one. Um, I mean, you know, they beat LSU. They broke the. I'm sure when they broke the Tennessee and Florida streaks, that would be up there for them.
0: They beat Penn State. I don't know if they were hyped when they beat Penn State. Yeah, the bowl game bowl that was a big yeah. one.
1: The, the VT bowl game. I don't remember what the bowl games were, but I remember that they won them. So they've. I mean, I would say like three of, of probably most UK fans around our age's ten favorite wins have been over Louisville, and probably none of, of our favorite wins are over UK. I don't know if the Alabama win is, is, is too just that well would be over. up there. I think. Yeah. Texas, I'm on the road to Charlotte listening. Just want to say go cards, and Mike Norvell makes eye contact eating bananas. He does. That's a true story. Texas, DePaul is ranked higher than Chattanooga. Yep. <laughs> they are. <laughs>
0: That's all. <laughs> it's just
1: okay. <laughs> Texas Mike is the staff not worried about Chuck being injury prone. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they're worried about it. Well, I
0: mean, we also that's why we have three other quarterbacks currently, at least as we know of, on, on the roster right now.
1: Well four. Now we'll have Adams coming in too. Yeah. So I mean it's
0: and some people will go out and some people will come
1: in. So- Texas says the police really, Trevor, please play some pregame pump up music. You
0: don't the police doesn't the that doesn't get you pumped up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I if I'm in a locker room and I hear every little thing Magic is playing, I'm getting pumped.
1: Texas, I feel good about this game tomorrow for one reason: we have less to lose and we can play spoiler. We're definitely going to play lose. I think that's good. I agree too. I love all the people texting me uh, uh, us from the road to Charlotte. This is cool. Yeah. On the way to Charlotte, 20 mil- miles from Rutherfordton, cards by hundred.
0: <laughs> the I love
1: that. It's, it's, it's a real. I play. know. I know. You said. Texas. Hey, can we stop having television disputes during sports season? What are we arguing about? Do we have a TV dispute? I don't even remember.
0: Yeah, we, I, we. You were trying to remind me of a Seinfeld, but I don't think we disputed anything.
1: No. Texas watch the ESPN app goes through your cable provider. Won't be able to to watch if you use Directv. My buddy who works there says says opposite. You you can use the if you're an ESPN Plus subscriber, you should be good. I know with Spectrum it blocked
0: you couldn't do it when Spectrum like blocked off ESPN.
1: Oh, this is angry guy. So yeah, that's the ironic thing about this radio show. You all are so horrible at your jobs, but yet yeah, you criticize KP for being bad. It is. Yeah, which point? You're horrible at your texting, yet we still criticize you. He <laughs> makes that same point every single show. Texas, on the topic of good juju, I have watched every single game besides Pitt and UK in Chicago, where I currently reside. For Pitt, I was listening in the car on the way back from a trip, and for UK, I was at the in laws in Cincinnati for Thanksgiving. I will be watching at my home in Chicago this weekend, so I'm feeling really good about our chances. Good. I like that. I, I do.
0: Well, I don't. The, the clothing thing doesn't give me superstition, where I watch it does. And I'm the same with this guy. I'm, I agree. Yeah. The wife tries to say you
1: need something, tell her no. Texas literally just turned uh, in, tuned in after listening to the beginning of yesterday's show, and Trevor is still talking about Soupies WTF. <laughs> you know, he didn't like to let stuff, stuff go there's us group of five of us on the way down to Charlotte. We need advice when when should we start drinking on the ride down? Go cards beat Florida State. It's five thirty right, right now. So if you're not driving, I'd say an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's a road trip. If you're not driving, you could you could have started from the second you got in that
0: car. Yeah, yeah because you can. One person can do that. It's only eight hours, right? Charlotte from here, it's about eight hours. I've made the drive
1: twice. I've been. I've driven to Charlotte. I've only been, been there once though. So was it that long? I, I, knew, I, I knew. I thought it was, it was eight. It looks like, yeah, it's seven hours and 45 minutes. Okay. According yeah. to Google. So, yeah, about eight with stops. I don't remember it being that long, but yeah, that's, that's a hike. I kind of do. Like, I,
0: well, I, only went, I was only there for a day because I went to visit UNCC. But then-
1: Texas says Jordan Watkins' last two Twitter likes are the Jaws friend tweet and a picture of him in a Louisville uniform. I oh, come on back, buddy. I'll, I'll take Jordan Watkins back. I'd love that Jordan Watkins back, actually. I'll go through these real quickly, right. and then we can do the pick Texas says, uh, thank you. You freed my soul. You're welcome. You're welcome. Texas says TK remembers things from 20 years ago better than he does from two years ago. That that's is 100% no question. One hundred percent fact and true. Yeah. Also five minutes ago. Short-term memory can be affected. Texas says top the top UK quarterback that came out of Kentucky was Billy Jack Haskins. <laughs> I remember Billy Jack. He was in the late 80s. I remember him. Texas the KP Mafia are back pumping their chest after two wins in a row. Give me a break. Eh, that's fine. Texas says TK is right about FSU a seminal. Is not a white guy with a wig. Natives are people of color.
0: No, oh, I bet you get quarterbacks Bill Randall, Randall, just,
1: just ran into Jack Harlow here in Murray at our local pizza joint. From the small interaction I had, he seems like a genuine person that cares about the state. I thanked him for doing shows like this and hit him with a Go Cats on my way out. Yeah. Someone so, posted a video from
0: their, a the game at the Thanksgiving Lions game of how he sounded to like the fans there, and it was bad. Wait like the, the, the audio you heard on TV was not what they heard in that stadium. Oh, really? Yeah, like they somebody like posted like a. Phone video from like the other side of the stadium, like you could you could even hardly hear him. It was so bad sounding.
1: Texas, I do not want Watkins back. I'd rather go after dudes who want to be here, and that isn't him. I'm fine with that. I mean, that's yeah, I agree. Just riding past my neighbor's house today and saw an Allen Electric truck, and it kind of made me smile until I saw the UK flag they had hanging on their porch, and then it made me hope that they the truck would leave without fixing their problem. <laughs> Allen Electric always does what's right. <laughs> Texas, says, please do your job today, Trevor, and podcast the show when it's over. It'll be up by s- right away because we've got IU coming up right at six o'clock as well against uh, Maryland. Texas, says, Marconi-worthy rendition, thank you. <laughs> Texas, says, Steve Rummage's favorite Florida State player of all time is Jonathan Isaac. I thought Jonathan Isaac would be a lot better. I did. Right. Texas, we have to remember we aren't just losing Plummer; we are losing Brock and Conley too. We can bring more than one QB in, in and have competition. Chuck has some nice rushing TDs. Maybe he's next year's Conley. And we could have some rushing packages for him. I agree. I just, just don't overhype it as we're bringing. Don't go in line and be like, we're getting this great. The I don't fight. think anybody's going to do that. Just don't do the that. The reaction man. has been pretty blah from, I, from Louisville fans. I, okay. But I have no problem bringing him in and seeing what he can do. Texas just wanted to clarify. I think every QB after the season will be more talented than Plummer. Plummer was great for one year at Louisville for Braum. Plummer's limitations frustrate the bleep out of Braum and company. Hard for me to think that Braum goes from Plummer to Shuck. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Dexter says, uh, no, the direct TV Uverts dispute currently also heading out for Charlotte the first thing in the morning. Oh, that's what he's, he's talking about, I guess? Oh, that's he He wasn't talking about us arguing over TV. He was talking about the the Uverts dispute. The oh, well, I gotcha. Okay. There's yes, it's Thank been you. confirmed. Trev isn't wearing the same pair of boxers since our last win because of superstition. Rather, he just enjoys basking in all of his Trev odiferousness.
0: I just like being out there re enrolling like Kramer.
1: Texas says so. Twenty years in the future, will Trevor remember things from right now?
0: <laughs> Twenty years from now, you can call me and I'll tell you the top five coaches on the hot seat. And I can't, yeah, I can't
1: wait until you like. <laughs> I remember the one time Mike was talking about that interim Eifler from West Virginia. He was only there for that year, I think. And I'm like, what the
0: hell? I can, I can, I won't even remember. But I guess Tinkle, because he was always on it. <laughs> He is. You're right. He was fourth. <laughs> if it was between 20, 2020, uh, 2020 and 2025, Tinkle's on it.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's take our, our, our last break of the day. When we come back, we will do Big X Big Bets of the weekend. Final college football regular season edition of that. And then our last, very last, Pick'em segment. It's all coming your way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, The Big X. Hey, yeah! While interest rates are on the rise everywhere, all roads have led to this.
0: Louisville, Florida State. I'm going to get trouble for banging this table one day. That was bad out of context. <laughs>
1: okay, well. I throw the vibes off right away. Please don't bang the table.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know if you can hear it in here because I get so excited.
1: I can. It's very loud. I know. It's very loud. <laughs> hey, I'm doing that it quietly. It's okay. Stop, please stop. Uh, we've got say we'll do our big bets, big bet, big X, big bets. Hey, how about this? First time in like a month and a half that both of us are coming off of winning weeks. We both went two and one last week. That's got to feel good, right? We're, we're 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 back to making money. I feel good. And here, like we have been, um, we, we've been doing this since gambling became legalized in Kentucky, which was the end of September, right? That sounds right, yeah. Sounds right. So I think all but the first 3 weeks of the season. If you've bet every single game that we've we have we have done, you've made money. I am 14 12 and 1. Trevor's 15 and 12. So it's Trevor slightly better. Just that one that one push hold I mean, me back. We all knew that. Anyway. We all knew it anyway. Yeah. After a, a terrible start, I got off to a hot start. I've had a little bit down since then. Ter- Trevor got off to a terrible start. Why like you are
0: hating on my music? You're just angry about the bets. I'm so
1: angry about Big X Big Bets, but it all comes down to this weekend—the last chance for us to make money this college football before we get into bowl season. I've got three. I'm going all college football this weekend. I am too. Do you want to? Do you want to do yours first? Uh, I'm I'm leading, so I should go first, right? Sure. Why not?
0: All right. Well, I guess. We'll start with what could or could not be the fade game.
1: Oh boy! So it's, you're going with the game tonight.
0: You're Going with the game tonight. This one, I, 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 I kid you not. Like not only when I first saw this line on like ESPN, I had to go like my DraftKings, and then go to another site just to make sure. I'm just like not just like like the cataracts. Oh, you like, like Washington? In. I can already tell. Oh, how is Washington get it nine and a half in a game where the last five times these teams played? The biggest deficit was ten, and that was three years ago. The other four have all been within single digits. And Washington's got three of those wins, including earlier this year. I don't know if this is just too good to be true, or if this is just some kind of like, like, like it's, 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 it's Do I pit the boat, or do I get the mystery prize in the box? Like, what, what, what am I going to get? It could be anything. It could be a boat. And I think I'm going Washington plus nine and a half.
1: I, I really like Oregon to win the game, Ooh, okay. but nine and a half is a lot. Like, Way I, too many. I'm staying away from that. The, Underdogs also have won this game straight up three of the last four years, the Pac-12 title game. Okay. Yeah, two of them have been Oregon, but they're not under. Like when I saw that stat initially a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, well, they're talking about Oregon. I'm like, oh, Oregon's favored. Oh, Oregon's favored by almost ten points. How is that? Possible? It's a lot. It's more than I thought. Uh, it's think, not even in Oregon. It's in it's in Vegas. Yeah, I, mean, I I thought that you know I think people looked at that first game and said Oregon probably should have won, but even then it was a back and forth affair. Yeah. I'm not surprised that Oregon's favored. I thought maybe it'd be like three and a half, four, nine and a half seems like a lot. Uh, I'm staying away from that game though. I don't I don't, I don't like it. If oh, I said you're not betting it, though. No, no, no. no. I mean I think Oregon's going to win. Okay, but I don't know if they're I don't know if they can cover tens a lot. Ten ten's a lot. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a lot, I'm actually going with an over for my first pick here. I caught this initially at 54.5, and I bet it right away because I saw it. The over-under in the SEC title, SEC title game, I think, is way too low. SEC title game in recent years has a history of kind of blowing up. Georgia's offense has been better in recent weeks. Alabama can't be worse than they were last week against uh, against Auburn. 55.5 is where it stands right now. I still like that number, even though it's more than, than it was when I initially bet it. Alabama-Georgia, over 55.5, up-and-down affair. Great game. Georgia offense flexes a little bit. Hit that over. It's the bet of the weekend for me.
0: Never touch over unders, but I, I, I
1: agree with you on that a little bit. Uh,
0: my second game is going to be moving to Saturday. Uh, and maybe you could say that, Trevor, how dare you do this again this week after what happened last week, but I don't care because I have short-term memory, and that's a good thing sometimes. That said, Oklahoma State getting 15. I know Texas made me look bad with Texas Tech. Oklahoma State's better than Texas Tech. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State beat this team last year by 10 points, and they won two of the last three of the times they played, even though they didn't play this year. Texas dominated Tech, but before that, Texas had been keeping games close despite getting the wins. 15, I think Texas wins this game, but 15 still is just way too many points. Take the Cowboys.
1: I don't hate that either. Uh, although, I am going to go kind of against you with, with my, one of my other big bets, which is I, I think the team total for Texas in that game. I think Texas is going to score. I, I'm not— I'm not saying that they're going to cover the 15-and-a-half. Well, last time they played, it was 41-34 30, last year. So, it was some points in that game. And Texas' team total right now is set at 33-and-a-half. I think Texas is going to score more than that against Oklahoma State. Not saying they're going to cover the 15-and-a-half, but I think 33-and-a-half is too small of a number. Give me Texas' team total, my second Big X, Big Bet of the weekend, over 33-and-a-half. You're so fancy with all your bets. Like, the
0: over-unders, the team totals. I mean, we are going to take Xavier Worthy, Worthy snaps or something on the next one?
1: Maybe. You know who that is? No. Texas' best wide receiver. I didn't hear what you said. I thought, I thought you were talking about a Xavier basketball game. I'll just repeat myself. Uh, are you done? I'm trying, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to type in your big X, big bet so I can get this tweet out. Uh,
0: my third one coming up? Yes. All right. I'm gaking the underdogs in the first two. So in the, in the third, I'm reversing course. No, I'm not picking Florida State. Mm. I'm going with A.I. Harbaugh on this one. I don't, did you see this, by the way? No.
1: Oh the oh, the 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 one like I saw Terry Miner's post. The one Terry Miner's post. Like, he's posted. talking about yeah. Iowa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so great. It was a terrible AI though.
0: I know, but it was still funny to hear. Just the, I, the, the 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 I thought it was hilarious. It had me laughing. Um, but nonetheless, I I agree with AI Harbaugh. I think this is a somewhat scrimmage game. Uh I think last year Iowa did would have covered this at 27-14, but I was down 27 nothing until they scored two late touchdowns. Michigan rolls in this one. I know 22 is a lot. But I take Michigan. I think Michigan's just going to blow this game away. I mean, we saw what happened to Iowa when they played Penn State. They got be like thirty to
1: nothing. Yeah, I, I I thought about taking some of the unders in that game, but I just I can't I can't do it. I thought
0: about taking Iowa, then I just started thinking about it more and looking into. I'm like, no, there's no, no.
1: I, that's no. Michigan's going to blow this game away. I think. You thought about taking Iowa? I thought about because I thought Iowa, I don't know. At some you've t- kind of been leaning towards that all week. You have kind of been hinting that you think this game could be closer than people think it is. Because yeah, I'm no
0: because Iowa's defense is is good. I
1: just well, don't. Yeah. I mean, I can't score, but twenty two is, is a lot of points.
0: So I mean, if you got good enough defense, you could lose, you know, twenty to nothing or seventeen nothing. But you know, I I just I, I'm going to go with the twenty two. I think Michigan does put. I think Michigan also wants to kind of they, they, they got a chip on their shoulder a little bit, and Iowa might be a, sitting on the tracks
1: at the wrong time. Um, for my final Big X Big Bet, I'm going. I was looking at some of the other younger, like smaller bowl games. I wanted you know UNLV. My I feel like I'm kind of tied to the Rebels now. Because I talked about how like I thought they were good at one point in time that we looked it up. They've never been good. Well, they're good this year. They're nine and three. I'm staying away from that. I thought about Tulane. I'm staying away from that. But I will go my my wheelhouse. The Sun Belt has been my betting forte so far this season. App State versus Troy. Troy is seven and one on the season. They're a five and a half point favorite in this game. But App State, no team in Group of Five football. Has been hotter than App State the last few weeks of the season. They've won six in a row. They're blowing out teams. They ruined James Madison's perfect season. They're going to cover the five and a half here. I'm not shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if they win straight up. Their only two conference losses both came by field goals this season. They cover the five and a half against Troy. Go fighting Satterfields. App State, it's your third big X, big bet.
0: I like the UNOV matchup. We've got Unov, who's a Texer. Well, one Texter Boise win versus Boise guy. Boise, yeah. Guy, yeah. Who's SME's football coach? Mm. I didn't
1: realize they were 10-2. Yeah, they've been good. Well, I That's kind good. of a quiet season for them, isn't it? It's some, uh, Rhett Lashley, who played quarterback at, uh, at Ole Miss back in the day, or at Miami back in the day.
0: Because I know Tulane, I know Willie Fritz. I know him. I like him as a coach. I think, I'm think i surprised he hasn't
1: been snagged up yet. But I could remember SMU's for some reason. All right, we're going to have to go quickly through the Big X Big Bets because we got like nine minutes here. All right, let's go. All right, this is the last week for this, this segment, the, the pick em segment, I should say, not Big X Big Bets. We are – you went 5 and 5 last week. I went 6 and 4 last week. <sighs> Sad. You my record now 89 and 41. You are eighty three and forty seven. It's a six game lead for me. We're gonna pick all ten conference championship games plus one high school game, so you get eleven. So you have an extra opportunity. How do you? I mean, do you want me to pick first so you can like pick against me strategically? Or? No,
0: I'm going first. Still, I got no problem with it. Okay,
1: I mean, I, I promise I will pick who I was gonna pick regardless. Is am I? You have to trust yeah. me here. We'll start with well. the six A state title game. Only two Louisville teams that have made uh, state championship games. Christian Academy will also be playing for a second straight state title, but in the six A. It's Trinity, which survived in overtime last week against Frederick Douglass and their fantastic Louisville kicker. Against Brian Station, playing in a state championship game for the first time since 1999. Trinity blew them out pretty handily in the regular season, but it's a revenge game. Brian Station came back, beat Ballard last week. Who wins tomorrow night in Lexington, TK? I mean, I know, I'm know, i sure
0: I know who you're picking, so just to go on the opposite side, and because you love them and I hate them, I'm going Brian Station to beat Trinity
1: in twelve the upset. Rocks. Rocks, I know, I know, yeah. rocks 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 hey, we had one upset rocks.
0: last year in the 6a let's go for another one this year
1: look trinity hasn't lost since i called out Jacob cobb and said he i don't think he's the right guy for the job so he responded accordingly props to Jacob cobb turning things around rocks are going to win another state title They're first since 2020 it's a tradition Let's get it done tonight. We've got two conference championship games. Seven o'clock, CBS Sports Network. New Mexico State versus undefeated Liberty. The Flames are ten and a half point favorites. Who wins tonight in Lynchburg, Virginia? Mexico State's the one to beat Auburn, right?
0: Yes, correct. Yeah, okay. Just make sure. Uh, that I say that and it doesn't matter. Liberty wins but doesn't cover.
1: I've got Liberty too. I think they win and cover. Okay. Uh, tonight, the bigger game. Eight o'clock, ABC. Again, you can't watch it if you have Directv. But <laughs> find a way. Test it out tonight. Do a trial run tonight. Oregon versus Washington, number five versus number three. Where number five is a nine and a half point favorite. TK, who you got? I mean, I've been on his bandwagon for two years. Why jump off now? Kalen DeBoer, all the way, Washington. I got Oregon. I think they win. He's been my boy. You know, I've loved him. You have. You you you've definitely been on that bandwagon yeah. for a long time. I was I was
0: I was leading it last year.
1: I love him too. But this is I think they I think Oregon's the better team. Potentially a win you're in situation for the the, the, this game. I think Washington, you win, you're definitely in. Oregon still a fighting chance if you do win. This is a big deal tonight. Yeah, Uh, it's it's gonna be a huge game. game, Oregon wins. I'm gonna say they don't cover tomorrow. We kick things off at noon on ABC. Mm. Big Twelve title game, also playoff implications here. Number 18 Oklahoma State versus number seven Texas in Arlington at AT AT&T Stadium. Texas is a 15 point favorite. You like the Cowboys to cover? Do you like them to pull off the upset trip? I do not like Texas wins, but obviously does not cover. I got Texas too. I think they win. Very uh, close game. I think like three, four points. I don't think it's gonna be as close as you think it is. Okay. I think they. I think Texas puts up some numbers. They try to get some style points. They try to remind everybody that they beat Bama. They won in the playoff. I think they get it done. Noon also on ESPN, the MAC Championship, Miami of Ohio against Toledo. Toledo's a seven-point favorite. They're eleven and one. They're eight and zero in conference play. Miami seven and one in the MAC. Ten and two overall. I'm gonna go first to give you a chance. because I'm going with the upset here. I'm going with the the Red Hawks. Miami of Ohio, the Fighting Oliver Rutherford's, they get it done. They're the MAC champions. Trevor, who you like?
0: I see this game as Ben Burger versus Kareem Hunt, uh, and in that case, I'm going Hunt because he kicks.
1: I'm um, Toledo wins. Uh, three o'clock on Fox. Boise State, previously mentioned, versus UNLV. This the first of two games in Las Vegas uh, this weekend, or the second of two games in Las Vegas this weekend. Yeah, is that why they moved back to the back 12 tonight? I guess. <laughs> yeah, got bumped for got UNLV and Boise. <laughs> Boise is seven and five, but they're a two and a half point favorite in this game. Who wins and who moves on to well to nothing to, to a bowl game, but with a conference championship.
0: I can know nothing about any of these teams, I'll be honest with you. But I'm going for, for what for bleeps and giggles,
1: UNLV, baby. I got UNLV too. Oh, okay. I'm going with the rebs. these are my guys. I feel like I've got a sort of an allegiance to UNLV at Randall this Cunningham point. went there, so He did. No, I didn't and
0: oh no, what's his name, The The the, the our running back isn't there anymore. He went he was Aiden Robbins is at
1: BYU now. Yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. Okay. I think he's hurt. I don't think he played after the first couple games uh big one at four o'clock on cbs the sec championship georgia versus alabama at mercedes-benz stadium in atlanta georgia looking for a third straight national championship the last time a team was close to doing this was alabama a few years ago they'd won back-to-back they were undefeated coming into this game and they slipped up can history repeat itself here georgia is a five-point favorite over the crimson tide Tk, who you like? I'm torn
0: here. I have a feeling you're going to go Georgia because you've been hating on Alabama all year. And I think this is in... going to be a really good game. I do too. I really do too as well. Um, I think it's very close. I think Georgia wins at the last with a, with the go ahead score with like with like 20 seconds left. I'm going Georgia.
1: I've got Georgia too. I still am not the biggest believer in Alabama. It wouldn't shock me if they won nor, this game though. This nor, is, nor I. This is kind of what they do. Yeah. This I would not surprise it me. It does all. scream Alabama upset, doesn't it?
0: It does. I mean, it just it just it just does. It has every like. Everything leading up to it makes you feel like your gut says album. But then again, this is maybe the time that Georgia says, You know what? We're time to change turn the page and move on. Yeah.
1: I'll root for it if the result is is the SEC somehow getting left out of the playoff because it'd be the funniest oh, yeah, thing of all yeah, time. It'd be it'd yeah. be hilarious. Uh, also at four o'clock you have two minor bowl games that are like mm, really we have to kick off at four. But <laughs> SMU versus Tulane is the four o'clock game on ABC. The Green Wave eleven and one eight and zero oh in conference play. Twenty second ranked in the country. SMU also undefeated in the AAC. They went eight zero oh as well. Tulane is a three point favorite in New Orleans. Trevor, who you like?
0: You want to know why cable companies don't want to give you ABC? It's because they got to go against this game on CBS. <laughs> Like no one's gonna watch it anyway. Uh, I, I I just went with it. I don't know SME's coach. I didn't know they were as good as they were. Props to him. But I'm gonna go Tulane because I do like Willie Fritz. I've I, I liked him he was at Georgia
1: State. I almost Tulane was almost my big X big bet. I'm kind of regretting it already. I think they they're gonna win and cover this. Like, uh, four yeah. o'clock ESPN Sunbelt game. App State versus Troy. Troy's a five and a half point favorite. I've already given my pick. I think App State covers the five and a half. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and take App State to win. I think I'm with you. I'm I think Abstate pulls off up the upset. And then eight o'clock, we got two games left. Michigan versus Iowa. Eight o'clock on Fox in Indianapolis. Michigan's a twenty two point favorite. This is kind of the one that everyone's just sort of assuming. Like we know that it's gonna go this way. Michigan's gonna get in. The only question is are they gonna be the one seed or the two seed? It would be hysterical if Iowa wins this game and just throws the entire thing into complete chaos. It would be. You think there's, I feel like you think there's kind of a chance that there's, that they're at least within shouting distance of making that happen.
0: I do. I got my, kind of my gut thinks that they could keep this game close. I think Michigan will pull it. Now, the gambler in me is worried. I feel like this game's going to be like 28 7, and then so Michigan doesn't cover. Uh, that said, I, I take Michigan to win. I think Michigan can cover it, but take the under. I think Michigan's going to roll. Like, I, I think it's going to be like, you take the under 34 and a half, though? Uh, I feel like Michigan's going to roll. Probably they're would. not. They're going to get a shutout out of it, or something, or maybe two field goals.
1: I think it'll be like it'll be annoyingly low scoring for the first quarter and a half, and then it's like thirteen to three as they or ten to three as they go into mm-hmm. the second. And then the Iowa will be forced to be in a position where they have to take some chances. Michigan will. Respond accordingly, and they'll win like twenty-seven to three, or thirty to three, or something like play that. I like
0: that Louisville UK crackdorf game that we lost twenty-seven to. Where yeah, it was, like, it was like ten to two going into the fourth quarter. One team finally has yeah. to start trying, and then
1: it's just yeah. like the, the 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 dam breaks because neither team can play any offense whatsoever. Who we'll, we'll
0: forget that game was ten to two in the fourth? Yeah, quarter. it was yeah.
1: a yeah. And then we started having to like try to throw the ball and stuff, and yeah, it didn't they, go they well. Scored back to back touchdowns. Yeah. So we're both on Michigan. All right, the big show. Well, it's the big show. Well, not even
0: more. He's not Paul White. The eight, big show,
1: eight o'clock, ABC, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, Florida State versus Louisville. All the marbles in the Atlantic Coast Conference are on the line here. FSU is a one and a half point favorite. I'll go first because you hate Florida State more than I do. <laughs> like I, I'm not just doing this to try and do like the the radio show because I picked to get you know. We lost against UK, and I, I want, you know, want to get things going. I genuinely think that Louisville's going to win this game. I really do. I, I think that Jeff Brom, this is a big game Brom special. I think Jawar Jordan's going gonna, gonna to be vintage early season. Jawar Jordan, I think the defense finally steps up. I think we pull out a bag of tricks. Uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be dicey. Louisville 27, Florida State 24.
0: I think this game will be close. I do genuinely hate Florida State, and rightfully so, because Florida State, I think, is genuinely overrated. Uh, I think Louisville goes in there. I'm going to say Cards, get the win. We win ACC. I'm with you. I'm going to say a little higher score. I think we break the 30 better. I'm going to say 34-24. Louisville gets the win. First team to score 30 on them all year. Let's That's get right, it done. Baby. Where's Kentucky game? We picked – oh, my uh, boy.
1: Ah. Everyone, enjoy your weekend. Let's get this done. Let's have a celebratory show on Monday. Go Cards. Win the ACC. Beat FSU. We
2: We read
0: 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio. WXVW Jeffersonville.